Hello and welcome to episode 66 of NPS We Trust, a PlayStation podcast. My name's Davey and joined with me as always is the fine wine himself, Philip Hoy. Hello strangers. And to my right, Mr. Leon S. Kennedy himself is Spencer Davis. How the hell are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm great. I'm, I feel powerful, you know? I feel like I've learned karate overnight. Don't know how this jacket does it to you. Oh, I feel great. Can we just take a second just to appreciate Spencer's jacket? What a lovely, lovely gift. Feel the inside, mate. Oh, yeah. Always love feeling it. Oh, lovely and soft. Calm yeah. down, boys. Calm oh. down. And I've just noticed this little biohazard on the zip. Oh, and there is. How cute. Oh, my God. So, so good. Well, speaking of so, so good, you're tuned in to the fifth best PlayStation podcast on the internet as voted for by our fans and, of course, our listenership. So thank you ever so much for everything you do. We are, of course, in PS We Trust, a PlayStation podcast, and we have a stack of news for you today. Those who are fans of the show would remember that last time, two weeks ago, we released an episode 65.5, our first ever 0.5 episode, and that was because Spencer wasn't feeling too good after copious amounts of alcohol. So it's good to see you back in full form and we can actually kick it off with a real episode. But because of that, we've got so much news to go through today. If you thought quick news, being called quick news was a joke before, it's going to feel like an absolute tragedy today. There's so much for us to go through. Stay tuned for that. And of course, to wrap the show up today, we will be talking through the two recent showcases the Capcom Street Fighter Showcase, and the PlayStation State of Play, all about Final Fantasy XVI. But we got a long road till then, and we will start this episode off slightly differently than we do normally. First off, we did a vote on our Twitter a few weeks ago, and it kind of went horribly wrong for me. So I put out a vote to try and increase the shot numbers. And I asked you guys, our audience on Twitter, who is the best host between myself, Mr. Philippoy, and Spencer Davis? Yeah. Um, less said about it, the better, to be honest. Should we, should we just go through the scores, though? Just yeah. for the people that haven't seen the outcome. Yeah, go on. Go on. Now, Spencer, you, you came first, didn't you? Did I? <laughs> you did. Let's go. Yes, you did. If if this is news to you, you you came first in the vote. So uh, a lot of the fans now are, are getting behind you, picking nice. up on what you're saying. So you're doing very well. Thank you guys. Love you too. Thank you. I of course came second. You know the popular vote generally on the show. People tend to side with me. So I was quite surprised that actually I I'd fallen down to uh, second place. So maybe I need to think about how I'm handling myself on these more modern shows. You know I I was the fan favorite back in the day. So Spence. There's the crown for now. I'm gunning for you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I am a bit annoyed that you mentioned the crown, but thank you. Different crown, that one, though. Oh, fair enough, then. I'll take that. And that, of course, leaves... Who's that leave last, Davey? It leaves me. However, I got something to say about this. Oof. <laughs> I didn't lose! I won! I tweeted out! Support Spencer! Make him win! With the power! The power of my votes! 
my willpower! I drove them to you! To you! I could have won that vote any time I wanted! But I chose to increase my shot count! I cannot be stopped! My power has no equal on the show! <laughs> Thanks guys. I appreciate, appreciate making Spencer win, and it means that I'm quite happy for a shot. So, thank you very much. It all worked perfectly to my plan. That's wild. I'll, I'll update the doc right now, then. Yeah, until the doc, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would be nice if you lost, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So, with that out of the way, we've got even more crazy stuff happening before we actually get into actually doing anything on this show. And that is because we got two separate challenges. The first... The first is this episode to try and increase the shot count that little bit more and take the heat away from Spencer, especially with quick news being as stacked as it is today and needing multiple impressions. <laughs> We're imposing a rule just for this episode. This episode, no swearing. Not a single F-bomb. Listen, you literally just said this is to even out the shots. So yeah. they're not all on me. Who swears the most on this show? <laughs> Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's not close. <laughs> no, it's me. No. So the way this is going to work is, anytime there is uh, a swear dropped, we're going to make a note of it. Whoever has the most swears and breaks the rule the most will get punished. We're not trying to be ad friendly, just more so to just create a little bit of a challenge. See how creative you can get with changing the f word to something else. Before we start, though, where where are we drawing the line? Can we say heck and hell? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. You so, can say God. So, what are the ones that sort of cross that line? Are those the those are the f bomb, the c bomb, or do we yeah. have to say it and then we'll find out? Ah, uh, no, no. I think I think you know, like that. What I would class as a swear word is. Uh, I'm not going to go through a full list. That would certainly get us, uh, you know, trouble <laughs> for someone. The first five minutes of the show, you just yeah, just constantly Welcome to MPS. We trust. We discuss games, honestly. Yeah, at some point. Um, but no, you know, most of it's just the F bomb. The, the only C one that bomb. I think is yeah, C bombs like C bombs extra no, no. points. Yeah, definitely. But no. I think the ones debatable. Whenever you're a kid, people always thought bloody. No, bloody's swearing. fine. But it's fine. Bloody's fine. Bloody's fine. Bloody. I think God. Anything like that's, you know, blasphemous in a swear word. It's not a swear word if you don't believe in it, right? So blasphemy allowed, but that's where we draw the line. So you can't call somebody, you know. A panker, beginning with a W. You can't do oh. any of that stuff. You can't go anything down that line. Even though that but is things just a that descriptor. Rhyme. Things that rhyme are okay. Absolutely fine. That's the, it's like, think about it the way that you speak to a kid and you stub your toe. Yeah. You know? You don't want to swear. So you're like, oh, fudging now. You know, stuff like that. Absolutely yeah, my parents fine. never did that. They just swore. Did they? Yeah. Well, this is what happens. You little runt. Yeah. You rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Runt yeah. is runt is okay, right? Runt's totally runt's fine. fine. Yeah, okay. runt's totally fine. You fucking runters. Oh, it's close. Close, it's close. Oh. But there we go. So that's a nice little rule thrown in. And the final distraction that we have for this episode, got a blind taste test challenge. I said before I was going to hunt high and low to find an extinct beverage. A beverage which has become mythical on this podcast. And I've only gone and flipping done it it's a lilt but the big question is which is superior lilt or tropical blast zero the aldi knockoff version of lilt which one's gonna be better 
Spencer, it is up to your refined, well, actually your common palate, to, to decide. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I want to do it as a blind taste test, test challenge, please. So I'm going to get two cans. Well, I'm, I'm just going to close my eyes. Close your eyes. Stick them in my hand. I'm going to stick it. <laughs> stick it in my mouth. Where is this going? Yeah, close yeah. your eyes, Spence. We'll stick something in if your you hand. you just place it by there, I want to feel the top so I can feel where the hole is. Okay, hold so on I then. I know where the hole is. Oh. All right, I'm going to mix them up so he doesn't know which one's which. I already don't know. Just so there's no difference. Open two fresh cans so there's no way to be able to tell which is which. That's a heavy investment in uh, lilt and uh, tropical juice for this <laughs> joke. It'll, I hope it pays off. It was, it was big, right. wasn't it? I'll get your hand. That's your first one, yeah? Got the hole. Please can someone clip this. Okay. Thoughts on that one? It's nice. It's nice. I don't know where I'm putting this. Is it there? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This hand. There. There you go. Caress okay. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got let, it. Go, let go. <laughs> they taste really similar, you know? Do they? Yeah, surprisingly. Which one's your favourite, the first or the second? First. Oh, oh. The second, they taste this taste the same, but the second tastes a bit like a bit more fizzy. Okay. Whereas the first one's fizzy enough. Do you need another sip, or are you good? Us the sip of the second. Hand open. I can't believe there was no joke can. <laughs> like he opens it up and has one of those snakes that pops out. This one. It's this one. That one. Yeah, which That's I your favourite? Personally, I think it's the lilt. Am I wrong? Open your eyes. It's the lilt. The lilt, the lilt the totally is tropical superior. taste has yeah. won. Yeah, oh, has. So we've, quality has shown through. We've settled the debate. So now we know that the tier list for lilt-esque beverages begins with lilt as the top. And then Tropical Blast Zero. Worthy contender. Very worthy. It's just that little bit. Do it. Have a taste of both. I've had. I've had. I've had many a can of lilt. No, but doing I, bought, them, I had to buy 20. Doing them side by side. <laughs> Cost me 20 quid. Doing them side 20 by side. 20 quid for that joke. Next to each other. I, yeah. I, yeah, I well, hope it was worth it. You can taste the nuances, my friend. Oh, I know. I know. That is... That is... That one's got an extra little bit of kick, but the lilt's got kick enough, so it doesn't matter. So with that bombshell over and our drink of choice named in lilt coming out the champion of the tropical drinks... It's time for the last diversion before we actually begin talking about PlayStation. Phil, we always start the show with a question, and today that question falls to you. I've got a question for you, and this question has been rattling around my brain since we've had a few guests on the podcast over the uh, years that we've been doing it now, and they've all been quite successful. Now, I want to put it out to you. If you could dream up a guest, if you could have anyone anyone at all join the world's fifth best playstation podcast in ps we trust who would you ask to join and what questions would you ask them now i want to come straight over to spencer first because you have been hogging the limelight so far so i'm going to give you a little bit more before davy comes in clutch at the end and gives me his view on who he'd like to invite to the show so let's go over to spencer who have you got and what are you asking them Sure. Okay. So, first question in regards to the question. Fiction, non-fiction, can they not be a real person? 
as I said, anyone. You can anyone. invite anyone. You can invite anyone, but of course, if you're inviting non-fit like fictional characters, they probably aren't going to turn up on the show. That's the downside. Yeah, it's the downside. That is the downside to it. Especially if they're hypothetically, <laughs> you never know a person might see this and might think, actually, I would love to come on in PS We Trust. I would love to do a blind taste test with the boys. I would love to run through quick news and give some silly impressions. Maybe. Possibly. We'll see. It's true. It's true. I was thinking, if it's fictional, uh -huh. Leon Kennedy, immediately after RE2, because he'd be desperate to talk about it, so he'd be like, <laughs> hell yeah. And he'd come on and he'd be like, it was insane. <laughs> You got. He's not cool yet. No, he's not. He's not cool yet. He's no. he's a. He gets he, the girls though. He gets the girls, but he's not cool at the end of RE two. He's cool in RE four. Mm. End of RE two, he'd just be like, "Let me, let me talk." He'd be. He reckon he'd be suffering with PTSD. Like, yeah, really bad. I got, reckon you got to speak it into the world, don't you? That's how you heal. <laughs> you got to talk about it. You'd end up sending him to a mental home, I reckon, mate. He'd be so shaken by the experience, and then you just bringing it back. It'd be like when you get to your granddad. And he's, you ask him, like, how's D-Day? And all that goes through his mind, it's just like, oh, the death, right? Everything he's seen. You don't want to do that to the poor lad. You'd be like, tell me about Lilt. You know, you, would, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere near it. You know, <laughs> he'd hear a door closed. He'd be like, oh! <laughs> He'd be fine. He'd love it. But real person who would I have on the show? Jenna Ortega. I'm just going to ask her out. <laughs> <laughs> That is it. <laughs> that'd be an no, awkward. Uh, that'd be an awkward interview, and she just turns you down well, straight away. It never no. has to air. That's the thing. It never has to air. <laughs> I could just say, "Oh, the audio is messed up." Never mind. Thanks for coming on, though. But there's no chance in the world otherwise. It's my only way. I mean, we are the fifth best PlayStation podcast in the world at the moment. So if you you know hype us up a little bit like that, we might get her on you never know never know but then of course you are wasting her time by asking her that question <laughs> or sorry spence sorry spence or am i or am i you know just teaching her to love oh, teaching her to love what does that mean <laughs> i don't know teaching her to I mean, she's love. getting put from the wall okay <laughs> okay we're, we're, we're a video podcast spence you are dressed very dapper this evening how would you teach her to love um, <laughs> I can't be crude, can I? You just can't swear. Oh, I just, oh, my, with my penis. You can show us some motion. We're uh, a yeah. video. This I might just... bring people over from Spotify onto YouTube just to see what that means in real terms. Come on, show us. Oh right, yeah. Well, the thing is, this is one of those girls, right? Where you pull out all the stops in it. You're like, you wait. You don't. You don't take her out. You just keep saying, "Oh, next weekend we'll go out," and then payday comes. You think it's time time all the stop you rent like well you just pay for an uber to go pick her up and come to yours she's like oh that's nice of him it's nice of him with with where's the uber taker just your house <laughs> your house but it takes her to davy's house, <laughs> davy's house. <laughs> yeah sorry love all my recording equipment's at davy's can we go to his that's <laughs> true it's true <laughs> then you have you have an array of snacks beverages everything okay. you just you've looked Lilt? her up online lilt You've looked up online, you're like, what's she like? Okay. You know? So you know, you know. And then she shows up, she's like, that's weird. But she can't, she's intrigued. Okay. I hope. All right. But then you just ask her out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so ask her out and hope for the best. I think, just think you just got to be confident, innit? 
confidence goes a long way. It's like Gok Wan says, isn't it? It's all about the confidence. But I think, you know, essentially all you've done is you've just provided a rider for her, which is what, you know, stars have when they go on shows. They have a list of demands, don't they? Yeah. You've just done that without her asking for one. Yeah, exactly. And then just brought her to my house (laughs) and then just had a really awkward moment where you set it all up. Let's get into this. You go at me. She's like, no, sorry, married. Okay. She's not married. <laughs> she's not. She's not married. I mean, she, like, she tells idea. you she's married. Yeah, she's like, she I'm does. married. And you're like, no, I've looked up on Wikipedia. You're not married. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she's Everything like, I am. About I am. Trust, trust me. I, I'm married. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> trust, trust. I'll take that kind of lilt, though. And uh, <laughs> thanks for inviting me around TVs. Smack it out of her hand. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't get nothing. <laughs> you the brand's nothing. nice. You're paying for your Uber home. It's free parking, love. That's our keeper here. All right. That was a that, that was an interesting one, Spence, that's for sure. What about yourself, Phil? Where would you go with this? Well, I've been thinking long and hard about this one, and I didn't want to go, you know, too far-fetched with my ideas. I wanted to go for someone we could potentially achieve, but then I watched the Street Fire conference and Little Wayne was on there, and I was thinking, there'd be no one better, you know. he He's trying to get into the gaming scene, trying to get some fans behind him. You know, his presenting style was very much like ours. It was one line at a time, then a clear cut in the editing before he said his next line. He would go down so well on MPS We Trust, because... I assume he was messing up his lines when he was saying things and they were cutting him something rotten on that broadcast. It just made me laugh. But I would love to just sit little Wayne down, crack him a red and ask him about Street Fire. He said he's an avid fan of the series and I'd like to throw hands live on stream with little Wayne and see who could do it. Mano on mano. MPS we trust versus little Tucci. We could have a live stream and I'm sure it'll get a few views. It'd bring us up, wouldn't it? His name, we could go up in his popularity. He'd come over. All the gamers kept behind him. I think it'd work for both of us, really. What I want to know, you know on the show, on that showcase, he refers to himself as Wheezy. Would you be too nervous to call him Wheezy? Or would you just be like, yo, Wheezy, welcome to the show? Or would you be like, oh, I'll call him Little Wayne? <laughs> what would you call him? Little Wayne's got a bunch of names. I mean, Little Tucci, Little Wayne, man, it just goes on and on. You look at his Wikipedia, there's like a list of names that you could call him. I'd be scared. But by the end of the show, I'd be calling him bitch because my blanker <laughs> would slap him. <laughs> wild. That's wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Little bitch. <laughs> He's obviously, he'd be carrying like fucking gats galore as well. So, what? I didn't swear. Did. It has begun. He's going to be carrying. He's going to be carrying some serious heat. You know, the first game you could let him win. But you know what I used to do on Street Fighter where I used to, you know, maybe take a loss and then I'd take a watch off and put it on the side. If he does that with a 9 mil, are you still beating him? So the same rules apply for the lady Spencer has invited. He's invited him round to yours and he's brought him Lilt. I'm doing the same with Lil Wayne. So I'm bringing him round to your house where I can play him over here because I'm safe, right? I can say what I want. I'm behind <laughs> the screen, right? He don't know where I live. He's just going to have a go at you boys. I'm safe. Uh, okay. Yeah, but he's got the resources. He'll find out where you live. He will. I'll tell him. I'll, I'll, tell, him I'll tell him. Just tell him. Yeah. I'll draw him. I'll take him there myself. <laughs> Yo, come on, Weezy. Get in the car, mate. I'll yeah. take you. Bring the gap. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring everything you got. Bring your mans. <laughs> That's when a ring doorbell really pays for itself. I'll be out the back and over the fence quicker <laughs> than slip, man. I'll be, I'll be out of there. 
I'll be gone. See you later, little wheezy. You'll be wheezy when you're chasing me up the hill. <laughs> Terrible joke. Terrible joke. I liked it, mate. I liked it. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> so for me, guys, I'm a little bit stuck on this because there's loads of people that I would love to interview. I would love to have some time with Ryan Hart uh, to talk about like the UK FGC, talk about like his accomplishments he has as a Guinness World Record holder. Uh, for winning those Street Fighter tournaments and things like that. But the one that I would love to have a sit down with, pick their brain, and just find out what is going on, Phil Spencer from Xbox. Honestly, Ooh. I would adore to sit down with him and just ask, what are you doing? Do you think he'd answer? Well, if I said to him and I said, look... In his interviews, all of his answers are like quite cryptic. Yeah, but people won't push, right? Whereas I'd push. Also, in this scenario, he's over the house. Yeah, he's with me. Said. He's right he's here. here. And I'm like, You're he's like, got his can of lilt. I've he's sat in your house with a can of lilt. We're not doing that. We're sitting there with full-on Cuban cigars and a nice <laughs> cognac. <laughs> a nice cognac or no, a nice brandy. Weird. And we're just, we're just sitting down in full suits. So like big wigs. And we're sitting down and I'll just say, Phil... What's going on with Xbox, mate? And he'll be like, oh, we got an exciting time coming up. Davey, we got Redfall coming out. Be like, it doesn't matter what you bring. No matter what you do, you <laughs> seem to mess it up. 30 FPS on Redfall. What are you up to, Phil? I want some good competition. Sort it out, mate. This is what you need. And I'll give him a full roadmap of content, right? They bring me in as the Xbox ambassador. I'm in there behind the scenes then at this point, guys. We're talking like six months from there, from that original interview. From there, I start making some decisions, right? So from there, I start seeding content away. We start eroding it from the inside. I just speed up what Phil's already doing. Him. Someone is there on the inside of Xbox, I reckon, feeding them really bad ideas that they just keep going with. And someone is there, and it's going to be me. <laughs> And I'm going to be there and I'll be like, <laughs> the mole. Just keep on feeding them little bits just to mess up everything they do. They'll be like, oh, yeah, Starfield's going to come out on this so and so day. I'll be like, yeah, brilliant. Only do half the game. Half of it. Add post launch <laughs> DLC. People will love that. Great idea. Keeps in the public consciousness longer. Yeah. Get it out there. But for now, we're going to show a trailer. What should we show? Nothing. Yeah, show them. Show them just screenshots. Show them a release date that's later than the one we've already shown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, love that. <laughs> love that. <laughs> love that. The anticipation. <laughs> Buy the rights to Suicide Squad. Like, Everyone loves that game. a game that's been on PlayStation for a year. And make it worse. It a new release. <laughs> yeah. make, and make it run worse <laughs> than it already is. A great idea. Great idea. That would be my, uh, that would be my number one go-to, guys. Well, with that, I think it's about time we dive into what we've been playing. This time on NPS We Trust. What have the boys been playing? So guys, it's been four weeks since we last talked about what we've been playing on the show, and I've really been desperate to know what you've been up to in that time. Now, tradition states, we start with yourself, Mr. Spencer Davis, and I kind of know what you've been playing to a certain extent, because you've been playing a little game called Call of Duty. You've been playing the campaign, if I remember right, and which is wild to think about that you're now at this point going to Modern Warfare 2. But hey, give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, 
but I just had a bit of time and I thought I don't want to commit to anything at the minute. I only had maybe an hour because I had to go do something. And I thought, oh, I'll just boot up COD. So I was testing my new TV. I, my room's done. So I'm only, this is the last time I'm here. Everyone, by the way, I'll be back in my setup soon. And it's going to look totally different. And it's going to sound way worse because my new room's echoey as hell. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah look forward to that. Oh, brilliant. We're going to have to treat that audio. <laughs> Damn. But it's really nice. You're going to really like it, listeners, and especially watchers. Listeners, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you hate it. But yeah, I sat down, gave it a go, uh, and then I couldn't put it down. Uh, there's a mission on there called Alone. I do it well. Yeah. And basically, you're injured. You have to stealth through the level. It's really, it's a really good level. Really good. And there's a point where you're in some water and uh, you can take down a guy. And I did that. And the animation clipped me inside the wall out of bounds. And then I couldn't move. And I reloaded my checkpoint. And it checkpointed inside the wall. <laughs> okay. So 20 minutes into this mission, I had to restart the whole mission. Well, it's been a while since we've done this. Play the theme. Play the theme. When walls are spinning all around you. You can probably aim your gun You find you're falling through the world I'll hunt you down cause you're a bug I find the bugs The big bad bugs The Bug Hunter Ha 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 He's back. It's great. He's back. The yeah. Bug Hunter returns. It's been a long, old road without you here. Yeah. Is that the only one you had, though? Just on that one mission? No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> talk, talk to me. So I restarted that mission. Yeah. And then halfway through that mission, when I got to the exact same point, it bugged again, not in the same way. Okay. Every single light source in mm. the game... Yeah. Was visible at all times. <laughs> so if there was a lamppost out in the street six blocks away, I could see the light coming from it inside this tunnel. And if I looked at anything head on, every light source mines. So there's loads of lampposts, the sun, everything. It, if you look at it directly, it glares your screen. Yeah. I had a permanent glare on my screen for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> Christ. Not the level, the entire rest of the campaign, which was like six more missions. This one level, just before the end, you're in a tunnel. You have to just walk straight. I had to walk. Instead of looking where I'm going, I had to do this. So the glare wasn't in my face. And I was just looking at the corner of my eye to progress. Because otherwise, I was blind. And that part, those tunnels have trip mines that you can't, that I couldn't see. It, it was so bad. The campaign's really good. It's really good. But it was a hindered experience. <laughs> I came out of it thinking that was a really good time. It wasn't. But I'm, I'll go back and hopefully... The thing is, I closed the game. Restarted my PS5. Still. It's so weird. I thought maybe I just finished that level thinking maybe next level will be... Fun. No. What? I was worried that when I next boot multiplayer, it might still be happening. That would be catastrophic. I would have to uninstall the game. I would have had to. 
I wonder what it was, though. It's so weird. I've never heard of a bug being, like, that persistent across every single thing. And I wonder if, right, when I played it, it was the odd bug, but nothing, like, crazy. Uh, but that, this was closer to launch. Obviously, it's been a long time since then, mm. and the game is, is undergoing patches on pretty much, like, a daily or sometimes multi-daily basis. I wonder if something they've done has happened and just botched that campaign, and nobody would know. No one cares. Because it's been so long. And no one, no one plays it. No. Uh, compared to the player base, fraction of it plays the campaign. And the thing is, listeners, if I'm editing this part, because I can edit again now, I will put in a clip of the the bug, because I saved clips. It's bad. Bad. It's like staring into the sun for a minute and then trying to look at anything else. Oh my gosh. It's horrendous. Especially on a Twitch-based shooter. Twitch-based shooter with landmines in front of you <laughs> for six levels, which are all about 20 minutes long. How you found any enjoyment in that is beyond me. I just don't know how you continued. You know, for me, if something like that happened and it persisted that, that much and I couldn't reload it, I, I couldn't get past it, I would have just dropped it. I really would. That's Things like that just really take me out of the game. Yeah, it did. But did you hear the theme? I'm the bug hunter. You learn to persevere. When you encounter them that frequently, you just learn to persevere. It's just a way of life. And regretfully, it's my life. Yeah. But I'm going to have to continue to live. Cursed. Cursed. Absolutely cursed. Cursed. Well, I mean, we always talk about cold on this show, so let's move it on from that. And let's talk about something that, Phil, that you've been playing. Any surprises? Okay. Or are we going to go for the big one that we've all been playing? A little surprise for you, because I have been on my travels lately. Uh, so I've been away with work, um, and I took, I chose to take my um, analog pocket with me, as opposed oh. to the Steam Deck. And I booted up my EverDrive, and guess what game I decided to play? Yes, you're right, I played Resident Evil Gadeon. So I played the Resident Evil Game Boy Color um, edition that, Davey, you think is the worst Resident Evil ever. It, it always comes sort of bottom tier in your in your list that you're always uh, putting out on uh, Twitter. And I think you absolutely slated it on YouTube, didn't you? I certainly did, Phil. I played the game through for review, um, I don't know, about 18 months ago at this point, And it was a horrible experience. Every single moment of it, every single sound, every single bleep, every single moment that I had to experience that game. Because the issue is, it's so poorly designed that it doesn't expect you to do exploration. So if you do, and you don't just follow where you're supposed to go, it actually softlocks you because you don't actually have enough resources to do that. But it never tells you that. So you go off and do these things. And when you go back to these areas, which you're supposed to, items are supposed to spawn there for you to pick up. So if you've already gone and collected the things you need from there, meaning you never have to go back, you can never collect those items. And the way to get back to get those items after you realize this four hours later, you use those resources to get back to get those resources. So you end up on the other side of where you need to go at the same position you were when you were right next to where you needed to be. I think you just played the game wrong. All sounds <laughs> very frustrating, doesn't it? All sounds very frustra frustrating. But um, I, I haven't found any of those frustrations with the game um so in the story uh, i've just met leon 
Um, so for the one for the people that don't know, this game uh, you take control of Barry Burton. He's the starring role uh, within this uh, Game Boy edition. So I've just met, met uh, Leon. I've met the big bad, and I've met Lucia the girl with the mysterious powers. So I don't know exactly how far along I am within the game, but currently I am enjoying it. Now, I know we talk about archetypes and we talk about fundamental uh, kind of systems within Resident Evil games that make it fundamentally Resident Evil for us. We talk about limited ammo and choice. Uh, we talk about great music and we talk about puzzles. Now, I think this game actually has all of it so far for me it has a, a vast array of puzzles all located um, all connected to the keys that you collect along the way as well as i think the chip tunes within it are great it's it's of a time of course and i and i know it probably doesn't convey the level of horror that we're used to with the uh, modern resident evils but this game i'm actually really enjoying and i and i knew i was going to get this um reaction from you davy but um i have to say it was worth my time while I was away, and it did kill a good couple of hours while I've been on the the flights and the trains traveling across Europe. So uh, for me, I've enjoyed it. I really have. What would you give it as a rating? A rating? Well, normally for you, you you've got this bottom tier. So for your ratings, I'm I'm guessing this is like a four, a three, or a two, right? For this style of game. But for me, I'm enjoying it. I would go back. I would like to continue playing this. I'm I'm hitting it up with a seven. I mean, I'm really enjoying yes. it. For what we can actually possibly do with the Game Boy Color, I think they've done really well with this game. I bought this game for the wrong person. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I bought Gaiden for Davey. And then he just went, I hate this game. I hate this. <laughs> give it back. Give it to Phil. Oh, anyone can have it. Give, give it L to Phil. That's a rare game. Is give it, it away on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, someone someone take it for me, please. I'm not putting any effort in to send it. So, you know, come on round and just or stop me in the street or whatever and I'll gladly give it over. Just take it with you when you go out. <laughs> yeah, I might just give it to Cass just to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> just eat this, Cass. That's wild. At least it would give some value to someone. I'm sure there's nutritional value in a Game Boy cartridge somewhere, you know, outside of all the plastic. But there's gold in it, right? <laughs> Is that nutritional? I guess. Never eaten it. Never be rich enough. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find out, and it's not going to be me eating it. It's your son. Yes, yeah, my son. Your next to kin. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> He'll be fine. It'll come out the other side, and it'll be a better game when it's come out through him, rather, than, rather than just being its base form. Outrageous. Terrible game. Terrible game. Well, outside of that shocking, shocking opinion, let's talk about a great Resident Evil game, shall we? Or a Resident Evil now game that... a shocking opinion. Oh, here we go. We have all been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. Last time we covered this on episode 65. Of course, I haven't begun the game. And you guys were at various stages of completion for it. We're now quite a number of weeks on. I have, have of course, for those that, that may know from me from YouTube, have completed the full game. I've got a full 43-minute review up where I detail how I felt about my experience. But... It's always good to unpack it with you guys, hear your thoughts, see how you feel about the game at various stages of completion, and of course, give it some ratings on the show. And for those that have not watched me on YouTube or not watched the review, of course, anything that gets asked, I will answer in the full way. I'm not going to hold anything back. So let's start with yourself, Spence. Let's come to you. Resident Evil 4, talk to me. So I'm on chapter nine. Okay. Yeah, I haven't actually, in a while, haven't put a lot of time into it. And it's not for any reason. 
I very much enjoy the game. I've just, again, been busy. Life comes at you fast. And I've been playing bugged out Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign instead for some reason. Yeah, what a poor choice decision, actually. <laughs> what a terrible decision. But that's the choice I made. And yeah. Buys the jacket, doesn't play the game. Wild. Yeah. I've got to look. I'm the one of those fakers. i got to pretend. I'll be like, oh, I love I, I love 4 Only the first nine chapters, though. Yeah, only, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about the chapter. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, who? So, how were you finding it? Obviously, you were a, a staunch hater on the original RE4. Yeah, it's terrible. You, in fact, I think you put it as like your worst Resident Evil game, right? You preferred 6 over it, don't you? Or is that a bit stretched for too, I, too I far? I prefer 6 over it. The worst I put was, I think, 5. Ah, yeah. 5, then 4, then 6. Okay. Yeah. So really low, though. Yes. Yeah. On your list. Just the, to, not because it's a bad game, because it's definitely not a bad game, but it's not a Resident Evil game. It, you could have called it bloody anything. Army Soldier 1. And he just runs into the village and just change them from... They're not even zombies. Just make, give them guns. And then bam, it's a different game. It's a soldier game. It's, yeah. it, it's not... They get guns later on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Past chapter Crossbows. 9. Past yeah. chapter 9. Mm. Wouldn't know. Yeah, some machine guns then. Jesus. Mm. It's, the, well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an evil game. It's, it's a good game, but it's, just, it's not what I want out of that franchise. And that's why it's so low. So when you're talking about the remake then with, with 4 Remake, what are your thoughts on that? You mean the game that's literally the same game, but slightly better looking? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have no idea what changed my mind, but it's, it's fantastic. Every single minute I've spent in it, I've adored. And I think it's probably the difficulty jump because I'm playing it on hard. And I don't know. It's just I, I'm appreciating it more, I think. Whereas last time I was kind of begrudgingly, as soon as I got through the start, I was like, I don't like this. And I sat through it. Whereas I haven't, I've been actively trying not to think about the original in, during the remake. And I think it's kind of helped quite a lot. Okay. Fair enough. It's quite it's interesting. Yeah, it's great. Quite interesting. Mr. Hoy, have you managed to complete the game? If so, give me your thoughts on it. Let's just get into this. Okay. Well, I have completed the game. Uh, I spent 18 hours completing the standard difficulty of the game and I achieved the glorious heights of a B rating. I had 61 saves, purely because that's the way I generally play sort of modern games. I, I dive in for a couple of hours, I dive back out. Busy life, busy wife, as you know. Um, the game wasn't familiar to me. Uh, I originally played it back on the GameCube, I think sort of circa 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, so that's why I chose to play it on the normal uh, difficulty as opposed to the more hardcore that you guys chose. And I think looking back, that was probably my biggest mistake with this because after watching your review, I think a lot of your positives for this game link to the difficulty now this game for me just wasn't scary okay we talked about resident evil in depth for a number of weeks and one of our biggest things we're looking forward to with this addition this remake was it becoming scary now i don't believe it is scary in any parts of resident evil 4 remake correct me if you guys feel that there was any part of that that you shut yourself but for me it didn't matter at all um, I think there was very little story improvement within the game. I think one of the things that you mentioned, Davey, within your review was they took away the interactions with the bad guys over the um, intercom. And, and that really 
took the game down for me another couple of steps because I don't know the reason why I care about anything I'm doing outside the file pickups. You know, Sadler, Sadler who? He appears right at the end of the game. He's not the big bad. It's just a pointless enemy. Now, I'm a massive Wesker fan. I like Resident Evil 5 purely because it's such a heavy focus on Wesker and his story. And it's the most interesting part of Resident Evil for me. And we do get a little slice of Wesker at the end. And that, and that was interesting, okay? But outside that, there just wasn't much story improvement. Now, going on to other things that I didn't enjoy in this game and I didn't enjoy in the original game is the merchant. There is no reason for this character to be in it outside comedy. Yes, of course. What are you buying? But he serves very little purpose. This could have just been replaced with a table or a market or something. Davey, when we were out um, waiting for Anishikari, we were thinking about this and we were saying, wouldn't it be awesome if you had come up and, you know, the zombies would have interacted with you at the times you were you were buying things from the merchant, but you never had that kind of interruption to your browsing of his store. You know, I wanted something along the same lines as, you know, The Last of Us, where you're walking up and you go to the table and you're just about to unpack your, your backpack and upgrade one of your shotguns and you get grabbed. It's one of the most scary parts in, I think, The Last of Us. Why couldn't they have done something like that with the merchant you just feel ultimately safe with this character i don't see any point of him being in the game outside the comedy and then it comes on to ashley now she has done a massive positive thing hasn't she by being a little squirmish girl and really has moved on women within games here she constantly is leon this and leon that i know they weren't going to change her and give her a gun and start killing things but her character for me it just doesn't move on it's exactly the same character she's boring and she's just a pain in the ass and the same as you davy that you talked about in your review led to the vast majority of my deaths within the game they needed to sort that out and lastly the last wrong thing is Ada wrong. My God, that character. And I don't want to go too much into it. And sorry if people have used that pun before, but Ada was just wrong for me. Now, there are my bads. There are some outstanding good points to this game. The game is a lot of fun, but it is not a horror game. It's an action-adventure game. And for that, if you go into the mindset of that, it is a really, really fun game. And there's a lot to do within that. Leon has a massive arsenal of weapons. And as I said on the last podcast or the podcast before, there's nothing more fun than scrolling through all your different basically unlimited uh, weapons at the difficulty level I was playing on and blowing the shit into all these different zombies. And that might be another swear for me because I feel that passionate about how incredible the action scenes are within Resident Evil 4. Leon, also in the cutscenes, is classic. He is so funny. He's so personable. I really like the way they did that character as I have dunked on every other character in the game. But Leon, Leon does come across really, really well. Um, and just to finish off my little mini review here, it does have the trifecta of game elements that I love within video gaming, okay? It has a, a sideways lift, it has a countdown timer, and it has a big explosion. Metal Gear Solid, Dino Crisis, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4 completes the triangle for me. So for that reason, not that reason alone, it is a nine out of 10 game. I've got a lot wow. to grumble. As Spencer said, it's not a Resident Evil. It's just a hell of a fucking fun game. And that's another swear for me. Wow, we, Mr. Hoy. 
Where do I begin with this? To talk about the good things, um, and and I'll, of course, go on to your bad in just a moment, but talk about the good things uh, with this game. There is so much that I can say about Leon himself. What an absolutely fantastic character. To think when they were going for this darker, more serious tone for RE4, it's quite tricky to be able to bring over classic kind of Leon, that his style in this, his kind of cheese that he brings to it and I think they've really nailed that well and and they do it in a nice way that isn't going into insane levels which they could quite easily have fallen into every now and again you'll do an action and he'll say some little funny jibe but it's every now and again it's not all the time and you think about like how annoying it got with like say Thor Love and Thunder they can go too far with these things and fortunately it didn't do that it stayed very much like every now and again they'll get a little quick they'll be like <laughs> That's nice. You know, oh, I appreciate that. Rather than it being like every time he shoots someone, he's like, oh, pop goes the weasel. Because that would do your head in, right? So they, I think they, they played it quite cautious with it. But I think they, they nailed that perfectly right, just as you were saying. In terms of the negatives that you raised, it's quite a tricky one for me because I, I played it on hardcore. So my experience was, was hardcore from the rip. And... Like I said in my review, I think it was the best decision I ever could have made because it fully brought everything together. Every time I felt comfortable with health, with money, with treasures, anything like that, ammo especially, gone. The moment I started to feel like, yep, we're in this, we're doing good, gone. Totally ripped out from underneath you. The fact that I even had to turn to a magnum at several points for basic enemies is testament to I had nothing left. I would do anything apart from fire that magnum. I end a normal RE1 playthrough with like 60 shots of a magnum and it takes like six to kill the, the end guy. I just refused to use it and I was constantly running on near empty the entire way through. And with that, what that meant is that enemies with the amount of damage that they dealt, the amount of them that come up and how much they take before they, they go down or they set up for a melee meant that the fear comes from this not in the case of kind of an atmospheric tension or anything like that it goes to what i look for in the series which is that that fear of choice that fear in consequence of making the wrong decision at that time which recalls your 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 undoing and they nailed that but that could be that that is there for the hardcore difficulty that that is there for fans who are coming back into this experience ready to raise hell and rain fire down. I believe so. I believe so, mate. I really yeah. do. Because medium, I never felt like I was scrambling for ammo at all. And when I got to the merchant, his silly little games, which give you charms for your uh, attache case, there was no need to even do those. And they give you upgrades. Um, if, if the listeners and, and viewers don't know, uh, you, you can win prizes at the shooting range, which augment your kind of um chances of of pickups and things like that along the uh, along the way but there was no need for me to even try those throughout resident evil for going on medium so unfortunately i, I do think that the difficulty um level has led to a lot of my kind of gripes with this game um outside the the characters and it wasn't scary and there was no story but hey that's resident evil 4 yeah, I mean, story-wise, it, it is what it is. It's Resident Evil 4, like you say. It's, it, I think the thing that, that helps with this game compared to the original, um, and especially, you know, the original is quite fresh in my mind, so it's it's a, like a, a night and day difference for me, 
is the depiction of like Luis. Like Luis, I think it's handled so well in this. Uh, the Krauser, the Krauser whole confrontation, his whole fight is just insane. It's like one of the best boss battles ever, I think, in the entire series. So, so good. So, so good. Having like the build up with all the different lore that you can read about him and learning how the Plaga spread, how it got in, where it was originally, it didn't just come out of nowhere, and it's all of a sudden, oh, hey, we got the Plaga. They build up to why it's there to what caused it to be there, what caused Sadler to be able to come in and, and gain a seat of power and a seat of influence. And I, I really enjoyed that kind of lore. Um, but I suppose coming from, if you haven't played 4 in a long time, or if you're not sure about that, it's quite difficult to know what they've actually done as an improvement here. Because the base story, although there are vast improvements, especially to Ashley's character, uh, she's quite a bit different she's got a lot more nuance now to her than she did in the original the original she was just someone you put in the bin and that was about it this you can see the effects that the plaga are having over her and over leon over a lot longer period whereas in the original you get blackouts every now and again and the occasional spit of blood and, that, and that's it there's no other mention to it whereas here you get full scenes of them being overtaken and fighting against it and how you get it out of you and they're on a ticking time bomb basically before it all comes to an end um, and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. But I can see if you're going into this just straight off the bat as just a game compared to some of the other games in the, in the series, especially like the newer ones, like with 7 and 8, uh, especially, the story here isn't that compelling. It's, it's very much just a case of it's a self-contained little story, which then eventually does roll into RE5. But yeah, it'd be interesting, I think. Kind you, of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. If you, if you have the time, and this it's is the difficult needed. thing. No, it's not needed. I think the, the difficult thing is going to be now is balancing time and making that decision on whether or not you bother to go back. This would be the hard thing because I suppose if you decide to go back, you want to make sure obviously don't do it on New Game Plus. You just go in for a straight up fresh off the rip hardcore experience and give it a go. But then you commit another like 20 odd hours to it when you've got like Horizon Burning Shores out now and everything else that comes out in 2023 you know so it's quite a tough decision to make but are you thinking that you may go in and just start from scratch and just give it a go and see if it does change your mind i mean you'll know soon enough you'll know in about three hours maybe even two hours you'll know straight away whether or not it's going to do it or not and if the gameplay works for you you may even know after the village fight uh, for all i know because I, I know you had some troubles in that village I fight, didn't horrendous you? trouble yeah i was getting battered for like an hour took me ages i did it first time i couldn't mate i couldn't i don't know what it was because so I, I played that demo whatever it was chainsaw demo to death yeah every time every time easy and then check on hardcore i was just i was i was so because it wasn't a demo it was my playthrough i was so focused on conserving everything i picked up so i just wasn't killing anyone That's I was wild. Just waiting for the bell and i was so i know if i kill people it's faster but i was like if i just stay alive long enough surely it will bring just never did. Nobody died. That's crazy yeah, it's talk. Yeah, it's exactly what I was doing, and it just never did. <laughs> Absolutely mad. So, what are you thinking, Phil? Do you think you're going to give it another shot, or do you think this is just unfortunately it's just the way it is, and and that's what's happened to you? I think you're missing my point. Really, um, making it harder isn't going to change my grumbles with the game. Um, ultimately, I I understand that you know things are tighter. Uh, ammo's a little bit more important. Your choices are a little bit more. Um, 
important i suppose throughout the game especially the stuff with the knife that again going back to your review you made a great point of uh, that that is sort of fundamental and obviously on normal it didn't matter at all um but for me the the main grumbles along the characters and the story that's not going to be improved with making the game harder for me and i choose to i suppose consume my games a, a lot more difficult uh, a lot more differently than you guys you guys strive for harder games i i i kind of want a, a fuller story experience so for me i don't think playing on hardcore really would change my opinion of it it's still a nine out of ten game it's still an amazing experience but for me it isn't a great resident evil experience unfortunately i wanted to love it i really did so with resident evil 4 out the way and we're leaving that discussion right there phil anything else you've been playing well playing's a strong word okay all right so i i may have bought a game uh, which, unfortunately, I can't play. Oh. Any guesses? Oh, it's not Horizon, is it? The DLC, unfortunately, isn't cross-region. Um, so I've bought it on my American account to try and keep all the uh, trophies together because it is a game that I, I have platinumed. Oh, well, the original base game. Um, put my UK version into my American account and the DLC doesn't sync up with it. So, unfortunately, I would have been giving you a slight review uh on on the burning shores uh, but unfortunately uh playstation once again has gimped me and it's impossible for me to do this until i'm able to find an american version of horizon so look forward to that sometime in the future but uh can't Sony just work all this out i don't understand why this but we won't get into all that conversation it'll frustrate me and it'll be the end of the show <laughs> wow but oh that sucks though mate that really does suck I, I mean, the good thing is it's annoying that this long on you can go on to like ebay.com or amazon.com. You could probably pick it up relatively cheap, but it's annoying. Bring back the PS3 days, honestly. Best to move on. I think our early parts of our po our PlayStation podcast were all focused around the fact that why don't you just switch to your UK-based one? And, and, and that was the thing we all kept coming back with. Just leave it, forget the old trophies, start anew. Start anew. Someone like Spence should start anew with some of the disastrous oh, trophies yeah. that you have in your list. So... Do it again. Start on you. And, and we've got to episode 66 without me bringing it up again. It just shows how much quality DLC that's out there, guys, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's been a long time, mind. Yeah, it has. It's actually been ages. It's not that much. So the last time it bit me was the Spider-Man DLC for oh. the original PS4. That was the last DLC I tried to play, couldn't play. Wow. Had to buy an American copy of it to be able to play it. Now it's happened again. So it happens very few and far between. It's not enough for me to want to change account, want to change everything around um, because I do go to America fairly regularly. So I'll just buy one when I'm out there. But unfortunately, the review is going to take a little bit longer from my side. Well, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to give you my full thoughts on the next episode. And you know how critical I was on Finn West. So we'll see if they can bring it up and solve some of the issues that you and me feel that we experience with that game, even though I'm very quick to point out Still a 9 out of 10, excellent experience. And in fact, your personal game of 2022, Phil. So I'll look forward to uh, giving you my thoughts on that on the next episode. But with that, let's move the show on. Let's get into the quick news. Quick news. That's right, listeners. You are here at quick news. Quick news. And it's going to be a slightly muted quick news because we've got dependencies in the house at the moment which we don't want to be waking up um so we're going to 
So I'll this down a couple of notches. So instead of our full-on up to 11 quick news impressions that we normally do, we're going to have a slightly muted, a two or a three. So we're going to chill on this one. All right, guys? Now, the way this works, we're going to be doing Impossible Karaoke once again. And I'm going to be throwing over to Spencer. Davey, you are going to be nominating a song, and I'm going to be giving it a little bit of flavor. Okay, so Davey, what we got for Spencer for his first song? First song. Let's kick it off with a bang, shall we? I would like Chocolate Rain. Chocolate Rain. You oh. know it. Yeah, 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 you know it. Sure. Okay, what's, what's my, what's my flavor of choice, Mr. Phil? And the flavor, seeing as you have a Leon S. Kennedy jacket, I want you to do it as Leon S. Kennedy. But let's hear some quips while you do it. Let's shake those, shake that hair. Can you like style it in a center parting just for this impression? That'll get you extra points from me. I had it cut yesterday. I don't think so. Give it a go. <laughs> no. Mm. no. Oh, to be fair, he's got a long, oh long, yeah, long that's, side, that's working. It's not working for me. Is it? <laughs> nice. It's definitely not gonna work. Leon. Oh. Oh, Leon, help me! <laughs> this looks terrible, but it's Leon. You know, he's had a bad day. <laughs> he's had, well, yeah, he's, he's had a rough day. Yeah, he's had a rough day. And all he's thinking about is that, that damn chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> and how, also, he's also thinking about how some stay dry. Never spilled the paint. Chocolate rain. <laughs> I don't know how to put in a quip. I've, unless he, that's what he sings when he's playing bingo. I don't know. Fuck. Oh, that's one. Quick news. Damn it. <laughs> We've only just started quick news and you're already swearing. First one. Quick news. <laughs> so, lads, I don't know if you've seen, but a little game popped up on Twitter the other day. And I had a little look at it. Not sure if you guys did, but it's called Immortals of Avium. At least I believe that's how it's pronounced. And let me tell you, it's big. It's bright. <laughs> and it's a beautiful techno fantasy shooter. It looks really good. Got magic flinging about. Got... Well, mostly magic flinging about. It looks really cool. Okay. Looks really cool. Looks very pretty. Very pretty. Gotta say, I did see it. You did? I did. And it's always a thing, right, with magic in games that it's quite hard sometimes to pull it off. Very hard, yeah. And especially if you're thinking that's going to be an FPS, that's all there is. It's just you firing spells. Mm. It all depends on how it feels. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? So looking at it, it looked really impressive. The impact looked great on enemies. You know, sometimes they're like... You hit somebody with like a little go go gadget fire, and it's like it just like fireball. It just fizzes off. Yeah. And they're like, oh, slightly scorched my shoulder. Oh, that's gonna smart tomorrow. Whereas these were like hitting them, like really smacking them around. These the are fire augers, bro. But they were messing them up. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this looks this looks quite nice. So to see this come out of nowhere, I was I was shocked. And I'm not gonna say I'm all in at this point. But it's certainly raise the eyebrow. See, oh, I want to see a bit more of this. And what I want is, I want some like battle metal soundtrack. Do you know what battle metal is? Yeah. So for those that don't know, it's like kind of if Vikings made a metal band, is battle metal, and that's the kind of thing I want over this. Maybe like a bit of lute or a bit of like harp. Maybe this like playing across like with an accordion and just shed load of guitars yeah and that's what i want shredding while i'm absolutely destroying people with you know like all the naruto-esque stuff <laughs> that's what i want 
Yeah. Yeah. You got my Naruto impression. Yeah. You Ghostwire Tokyo impression, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. That's what I want. Some of those. Go, go, gadget. Fire. <laughs> what about yourself, Mr. Hoy? Did you catch this one out? <laughs> I did. I saw this uh, jump up on my Twitter. And again, the visuals just sort of brought me in. And I was thinking, you know, this this is a perfect title. If this is going to be a, a PS5 exclusive, which I very much hope it is. I don't know if you are nodding or shaking your head at, uh, at that idea but if if this became uh, a ps5 exclusive i think it could really sing if they really pushed you know the ps5 to its sort of technical abilities with all the different magic effects and uh, everything the ps5 can sort of do these days i think this could definitely be the selling point for the game um as opposed to maybe the story or or anything because I, I i don't really know this franchise i don't know if there there was anything previously in this sort of series but I could get drawn in by looking at those visuals because, ooh, baby, they are hot, hot, heat. They are. And I got a little bit of information on it. So this is from the video games website, which is it's actually being published by EA. Um, so it's Immortals mm. of Avium. It's a single-player, first-person magic shooter that tells the story of Jack as he joins an elite order of battle mages to save a world on the edge of the abyss. It's not PlayStation only. It is coming to PC as well as pretty much everywhere. It's an EA game. But, you said EA, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, the big thing is here, the difference here is that it's a magic-based game rather than pulling out a gat and killing somebody with the power of science with gunpowder. We're taking it to Harry Potter world. But these spells look very much more like Doom. Yeah. Doom-esque. Well, I think, I think the way to make the magic satisfying is to first give the character a gun and then replace the model with a hand going... Yes. This. Yes. And then just when the bullet hits, <laughs> add some effect. Done. That's it. Yeah, done. Just start with a gun and then change it. Yeah. Just skin it out. And then it's satisfying as hell. Yeah. You're going and you're like, oh yeah. Especially when he's holding when he's holding this spell for like uh, an explosive blast like this. He's like, fire. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's got his fire hand going like this, and he goes <laughs> on his own. Yeah. <laughs> he just he pulls out it's, t- it's time for him to pull out the sniper spell and he just does this <laughs> yeah. target acquired <laughs> charge that up unleash the load <laughs> dear gosh dear gosh right let's, let's pass it on shall we you passing it over to Phil or we pass it to me. To Phil. What I would like to hear is a happy song by Bring Me The Horizon. Which, as he's typing it up, it's, he said it's his favourite Bring Me The Horizon song. I would say so. I just don't know the lyrics. Brilliant. Well, I would like you to do it as one of those really sad, depressed goths. <laughs> you know, like where they got no energy for anything. But you can... you can And yeah, and they got like a certain sound to them. These sad, depressed and coughs, and I hope uh, you cap. I hope I hope he captures. I hope he captures it. But that's what that's what I'll be looking for in this. Well, I was never a goth in school, but I did used to hang out with a goth, a guy called Paul Hancock. What a name, eh? And he was six foot four, and he used to wear the trench coat and the boots, and he sounded a little like this. Now, if you sing along. A little fucking louder to a happy song. 
I'll be alright. He just didn't give a fuck. Chalk that up to another swear for me. Quick news. Okay, guys. I've been browsing the internet and my search has taken me all the way to Australia's largest retailer and I've come across a listing for the PS5 Slim. I know we talk about new hardware and it's all the buzz at the moment around PlayStation. We're hearing headphones, we're hearing handsets, we're hearing slim versions, we're hearing pro versions, we're hearing handheld consoles. Well, this listing is about the PS5 Slim, apparently. It's got a new look, a slimmer PS5, says the listing, with incredibly vivid, vibrant colours with breathtaking HDR visuals and immersion. Whether you're a gamer or streamer, apparently, for movies and TV shows. Now, that's the listing. Does it lead me to think there's going to be a PS5 Slim? Maybe. It's nothing concrete, guys. How about you? Yeah, no, th this is one of those things that we've seen pop up time and time and time and time again in infinitum. If that is even a word. Is that a word? Do you want to fact me check, check that on, on me? The thesaurus, Spence? Uh, I infinitum. Not. I'll Google it for you. I think it is. It's definitely not. Infinitum. Infinitum. Yeah. Like, for infinity. Come on, Susie Dent. Give me, give me a fact check on infinitum, our survey says. No. Infinitum. I am making a word up right now. Infinitum. It's like infinity, but if you want to sound a bit posh. Oh. Oh, hold on. Oh, no, there's a, kind of like a, a phrase, which is ad infinitum. Oh, there you go. Which is to infinity endlessly without limit. Oh, which is just infinity. Yeah, well, there you go. By the way, so so I I'm right on this. So I was just actually smart for once, which is quite nice. But yeah, this is something we've seen time and time and time again. As I said, to infinitum, and uh, it means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah, literally nothing. We get there's no way that it's coming out this year, and so why would you need to have this up? I mean, this is one of those classic things now where it'd be like, a few moments later, and boom, PlayStation Slim announced. But I can't, I can't see it. No chance. No, no chance. It's just a placeholder. And what a placeholder if it's coming up in my search results. It's coming up straight away. So whoever's doing the SEO on that website over in the Australian's largest retailer, Chef's Kiss. Tell you what, lads, disagree. Oh, Disagree. I think it's out this year. This year? Yeah, yeah. Late this year. Do you want to put a shot on it? Out for Christmas time. And I'll put a shot on it. And digital only. Oh, my gosh. You've already got the shot on for digital only. So Double it. He's doubling it up. He's doubling it so up. So I'm just saying out this only. year. Out this year. Spence is going to be drunk on, on episode 70. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. Oh, yeah. Well, you got until the end of the year for this to come in. So I got practice. You, you got time. Yeah. You got time to, to bank this one in. But we'll we'll see we'll see how you end up with that. What if I'm right? It'd be wild. Will you both do two shots? If I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Come. On. What do you agree to that, Phil? Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I feel strong about that as well. Okay. It's fine. Right, hell, it's got to be both. Right, right? It's got to be yeah. Hell's fine. It's got to be both things, mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. I'm totally totally taking that one. Deal. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you a song, David. Now, I've been thinking long and hard about songs that you know the lyrics for. And you were singing pretty loud at the Enter Shikari gig that we went to recently. 
you were singing way above Rue, and I was trying to struggle forward so I could actually hear the kick. Now, which Enter Shikari song am I going to give you? That is the big question. Now, my favourite song, I don't feel like you know the lyrics to. <laughs> so, I can look them up. It's fine. Whatever you want to give me, my friend. Whatever. Whatever you want to give me. Okay. Then let's go with my favourite. I want The Last Garrison. Join your flavour, my friend. Uh, chuck it on me. Chuck me that flavour. I want you to sing it like Shakira. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> you know how she sings. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Do you do you want it do you want it to this like the style and the like kind of tempo of a of a Shakira song? You gotta stay faithful to the song. Okay, but if so, I just gotta sing it as a woman, a, no, a Latino woman. As Shakira, she sings in okay. a way. Shakira, Shakira, can you hear the war cry? The adrenaline burst through the riverbanks. Welcome to the skirmish. I can't feel my legs. There you go. You get a mix. You get a, a pure mix. And I love, I love the last Garrison as well. Great song, but I couldn't resist. Quick oh. news: E3 2023. Looking forward to it, Spence. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're oh. not going because it's cancelled officially in the bin. Yeah, it didn't really shock anyone, did it? To be fair, no. We've been having <gasps> loads of news over the last uh, uh, over the last few weeks while we've un been unable to record about how different people were pulling out. Ubisoft weren't going. Microsoft then weren't attending, etc. And so on in infinitum, and. <laughs> I'm just sticking with it now. I'm doubling down on it, if anything. You've got to go with it. You've got to go with it. I've got to go with it. I've got to make sure that it sticks. I've got to make sure it sticks. And so they pulled out, and really, this is it, I think, for E3. It's an end of an era. Now, I thought E3 was always one of those things that, for me, when I look back on, it was like a special time. It was that moment where I'd get on either discord or we get on playstation voice chat or people would just come around back in the day you get on skype get on skype back in the day yeah and people would just get around have a watch party and it'd be one of those things where i'd be going to work for the next few days absolutely knackered because i'm up till like three in the morning uk time four in the morning being eating nothing but like doritos and popcorn and drinking lager and getting some of the hype moments and sure the first night you'd always have to get through um like some of the rubbish stuff, like EA, and then it would get on to Xbox, and you think, right, what are they bring in, what heat we got, and then it was always the next thing of how are Sony going to clap back? How are Sony going to clap back? And it was all this excitement and this kind of competition that was built around it. And for me, I just feel like we've lost something with the death of E3, with these big kind of events. The only thing we got now that kind of remotely apes this is like the Game Awards and the Summer Game Fest, but they're not those kind of those console manufacturer led solo experiences which are there just to one up each other and i feel like we're kind of missing that now in this era of streaming where we just get random 30 minute streams at any point in time it, that kind of event feel is kind of gone now and i do pine for that am i alone with this view or do you prefer kind of the 
convenience and the the more regular dope um, drops of dopamine that come in from having these smaller streams. What are your thoughts, Spence? Honestly, I prefer what we have now because E3 used to be a dead set the same time every year. Now it's like, is there going to be a state of play? Is there going to be a showcase? There's six rumors that say there is. Doesn't happen. Then it gets announced. You're like, oh my God, state of play. What they show it and they're like, we're showing Street Fighter 6. You go, you're frothing, mate. Frothing. And then you still have your dead sets. You still have Game Awards, Summer Game Fest, everything else. Nintendo Direct all the bloody time. Nindies. Brilliant. One the other day. Terrible. Didn't even watch it. Just looked at the list. It was so sad. But I like what we have now. I like that it's not. It could be any time. It could be any day, any week, any month. And you're just like, no way. I have to stay up now tonight. And it's like, that sucks, but I'm hype. It's great. It's nice that it's random. I like that it's random. It really just catches you off guard. And you're like, oh, oh. What are they going to show? Oh my god! Well, it certainly helps with our show. Yeah, it helps That's a lot. For sure. yeah. Imagine we wouldn't be talking about anything until what? Oh well, E three week, E three weeks, bad. You know, it was hard. I mean, um, you, you think when we just did like a summer game fest, um, yeah. summer game fest or a or end of the year when we're talking about some their game awards, they're long episodes. There's a lot to cover. Let alone if you've got like six conferences or ten conferences with Devolver and everyone else. Absolute nightmare. What about yourself though, Mr. Hoy? Where are you coming down on this? Are you falling down my line to that more kind of event feel and you're kind of missing that? Or more down Spencer's where you've got that kind of convenience and it just being a little bit random? Uh, I'm never the guy to sit on the fence, but I'm going to sit on the fence with this one because I like a bit of this one and I like a bit of this one. So I want something in the middle. I loved the build-up for E3 and I loved staying up late and discussing all the news on MSN Messenger back in the day about what was going on. That was an incredible feeling. And it spanned multiple days and it was an event that I always dreamed of attending. I really wanted to go and see that. But sort of after COVID, events really have gone downhill. We attend Insomnia. We attend some of the game events in the UK and they are nothing like they were before so unfortunately it was always going to go the way of the ghost Spencer is right and it is brilliant for the show that we get a little drop here and we get a little drop here of state of plays and updates and online kind of shizzle reels of what's going on with PlayStation and I love all that but can't we have somewhere in the middle can't we have an event where we could actually go to one day and get hands on with these new games and as well as get a little bit of drip fed from time to time just to spice things up throughout the year now that would be perfect maybe now i'm an idealist here sorry guys i just want everything i want it as much and i want it as regularly as possible i want in person and i want online and i want it now no harm in asking is there no harm in asking and greedy mate just greedy, greedy, greedy mega, totally mega greedy, greedy yeah. mega greedy it sounds like the way you were describing that is the same way that my sex life is to be honest i want it all kinds of ways but i have to settle for online and, <laughs> and that's the way it is i've been married for 10 years <laughs> it is what it is guys well on that note let's hand it over to spence shall we? so spence we're back round to you my friend back round to you song wise yeah i'm thinking we just we got a swearing ban on right now and you're doing really well Let's make it a little bit harder. I'm tied with you. you <laughs> yeah, just, you do well. 
You just want me to not be tied with you. Let's see how creative you can get. I want to see you do Hot Dog by Limp Biscuit. Okay, Spence, you're going to be doing this song as a frog. How's it going? It's a fudged up world. I don't know what frogs. I'm a frog, apparently. Meet me. I don't know. Yeah, do it. I can't, mate. Quick news. PlayStation VR 2 sales are reportedly off to a slow start, according to a research firm which estimates around 270,000 headsets have been sold. One exec at the firm said he believes a price cut is needed to avoid a complete disaster. Let's talk about that first, shall we? Before we move on to the next little bit of PSVR. 270k. Doesn't seem like a lot. Do <gasps> you don't think? No. I think that's loads. I think that's absolutely loads in the first... This is in the first few weeks. 270,000. It's only sold through one place, PlayStation Direct. So you can't buy it anywhere else. You can't go into a retailer, into a mom and pop shop, or into Curry's, Dixon's, if they are somehow still alive. If they've brought it's them back from the dead. Can't Argos. Yeah, Tesco Argos, yeah, there. exactly right. Think about one. Little. Can you go there? No, you can't. You can only go to PlayStation Direct. I think it's absolutely fantastic, especially when you think about the market for it is small. It is. And the amount of PlayStations that are in the wild, if this could, if this could hit a million in a year... I reckon that's a fantastic win for this. And to think you've gone off from 270k just off the bat at this with hardly any games as a, as a launch lineup. A decent amount, more than I can fit time into play. Yeah. But I know some people are now at this point saying they're waiting for the next thing, right? I think that's fantastic. And especially when you compare that to the competition. But I guess we're going to get that in, get to that in a moment. Phil, mate, what are your thoughts on the initial sales of the PSVR 2? Well, to be fair, I, I've never been a big supporter of the uh, PSVR or VR2, but from a recent straw poll that I've conducted, roughly two out of three PlayStation podcasters have bought the PSVR2, so I think it's a pretty popular system. It's only usually the outlier that sits out and is a little bit sceptical about it until, you know, possibly a, a, a game like Half-Life Alex possibly comes out, and then they would get another sale. So I think it's a pretty popular system, really. I, th I think, to be fair, there's about as much research that's been done into that poll as there was into this, to be honest, to say that this is what it is. Because, I, I mean, when you look at the stats, right, and, and we'll pull these up now. So, we've pulled up the stats, and i got to say, we're using an article here from Insider Gaming, and there's only one thing that's made this article that much sweeter, that much better. A homie. The absolute joy of our podcasting lives on Twitter. Lurian had a bit of internet fame. He's done it. He went out and he actually did the hard work on this and looked at the amount of sales that PSVR 2 has had in its first month. So they reported 270,000 and compared that to other VR launches to see how it's done and to try and put it into context about how well things are going for the brand. Now, Spencer, these stats here this is your domain you're a stat kind of guy can you give us some of the kind of top levels here on how this is comparing especially compared to the original psvr uh and some of its competition within the market i mean there's only one simple thing i can really say 
and that's it. as of the first month it's the best selling vr headset of all time but i do have a bone to pick with lurian because you're supposed to be our number one fan why is this public information why don't you just give this to us what are <laughs> you doing fella we could have been reporting this you come what are you doing you're supposed to be supporting us man uh, congratulations damn it what a shame but no he's bang on this is actually we 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 were googling for a minute this was hard to find and thankfully lurian legend just did it did all the work the only one who could be bothered thank you mate it is 270,000 does seem like a small amount when you compare it to say ps5 sold but when you compare it to actual vr units which isn't a massive market it is a small market it is kind of demolishing the competition i mean what's crazy is on this the steam index in month one saw 46,000. uh and you know if you look at the oculus rift the original one by three months 145,000. now granted the market has grown a lot and, and when you look at like the oculus quest 2 stats on here you got like by month 24 14 mil yeah that's a huge that's a huge amount of quest twos you also have sold. to consider that the steam index is a thousand dollars yeah so double the price double the price those people are really sweaty nerds yes to be Correct. paying that sweaty those people are those pc gamers right where they're just sitting there they're eating their chicken it's going everywhere and i think Do you know what i can't even be bothered to look at a screen i'm gonna put a screen on my head so i could do my excel spreadsheets that's wild <laughs> <laughs> losers. That's that's like losers. We'll play the Half-Life Alex. This is the only game we got. Play it for the five hundredth time. It's been a grand on this. <laughs> I'm not at all salty, by the way. Not at all salty that we don't have access to that game. It's a great game. He's assuming. But I mean from the way it's going, just looking at the chart, I don't think it's gonna catch up to the Quest 2. No, no chance. Because the Quest 2 is the popular system because of its just it's so easy to use. It's whack it on your head. You don't need anything else. And it's, what, 400 quid for the big unit? The yeah. 256 gig? Great. And it has to gain the convention 4 in VR, which massive selling point. I was fuming when that got announced as an exclusive. But yeah, it won't catch up to that, but I think it probably will beat everything else from the way it's going currently. Yeah, I think the thing about it is, right, that when you're looking at competition... The Quest 2 is a little bit of a tricky one to have competition with because, like you say, it's very different in terms of you don't need anything else. That's the, that's the price of entry, and, and you've got it, right? Whereas this is always going to be reliant on how many PS5s are in the world. Yeah. And so if the PS5, uh, now with there's been recent reports out that it's actually outselling the PS4, it's caught up on track to where the PS4 was at this point, the generation's overtaking it, which is wild, wild to think about. Especially with the amount of time that we had like no access to the system at all goes to show the demand that's there for sony hardware but no matter how well it's doing even if it sold 100 mil you know and it, it crossed that kind of magical 100 mil mark um the amount of people that, from that that would then go into vr you're talking what percentages you're talking like i don't know five percent maybe guess, yeah, if you're five. lucky i don't think you're ever going to get like maybe 10 percent Maybe. Especially when you've got to consider that the VR headset itself is more expensive than the unit it, requir it requires. Yeah. You, you really, you need to be capturing those people that are PlayStation's all they do. 
They love it. They're in this ecosystem. This is what they do. You know, they're not those kind of tangential gamers that buy a PlayStation so they can play God of War, Horizon, and the next Death Stranding and then bounce for a year, you know, and then come back for Spider-Man or whatever, you know? They play just those those couple of games that that's all they do. That's... Uh, that... <laughs> Did you like that one? Phil? Such like that little a dick. burn to throw Death Stranding <laughs> in there. <laughs> you like that little dick. I thought it was quite subtle. You picked up on it immediately. Um, you know, you want to be going for those 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 gamers that this is what they do. You know, that's that's it. That's their life. There's no League of Legends involved, you know? Okay, so moving on from there, I'm passing it back around the fill. And Mr. Hoy, my song for you this round. Despacito. Tim's of your spice. I'm going to hit you with that Uncle Ben's ting. I want this. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> a little bit ricey, mate. A little bit, a little bit sort of... I thought you meant like you're dead. No, not like a <laughs> Spider-Man ting. I want this to be something that's a little bit... A little bit Spanish, a little bit spicy, right? Well, they not go, you know, the your Domio Day? Yes, it's like kind that. of like that. Kind of like that, but this is an Uncle Ben's ting. This is more Spanish. I want it done like... A uh, Ganado from uh, Resident from the the game. I didn't finish oh! that sentence. That does not count. Does that count? Oh! That does. That I take Resident. Resident. You, you got to the start of evil. Yeah, does it we count? We knew you were going to say it. Press that button. Press the button. Resident Evil. I want you to do it like a Ganado from the game that Carly mentioned for. A dead body. Oh, yeah. Quick news! A new live-action Street Fighter movie is in the works, guys. Co-produced by Legendary Entertainment and Capcom. And there's going to be a lot more news to follow in the future with this one. And we're going to have our fingers on the pulse because we love everything Capcom and we love everything Street Fighter on this podcast. Okay, guys, but what I want to ask you, and I'm going to throw this out, I'm going to throw you a Street Fighter character, and I'm going to ask you who you'd like to star as that character in the new Street Fighter movie. Okay, Spencer, who are you picking for Chun-Li? Song Yusin Hitomi. Flames. Ryu, Davey. John Cena. Ken. Spencer. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, Ken does wear one of those jackets now, doesn't he? He does. A little bit longer. So, you know, potential. Uh, David Guile. Jean-Claude. Oh, great cast. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. Great cast. Put him back. Put him back. Uh, let, let's round this out quickly because they're obviously going to have M. Bison. Spence. Arnie. Oh, great. <laughs> Love it. Yep. In. And then, of course, he's going to have to have a henchman. So let's go for Balrog. Balrog. I want Tyson. Just put him in. Tyson. Put Mike Tyson. What, Tyson in. Fury? No, Mike oh, Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson, Get not Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. Get Mike Dad. Tyson in as Balrog. That'd Dad. be sick. would be sick. That'd be full circle, really, wouldn't it? It would. It would. It would. I'd love that. What, what a cast, Mike. What a strong cast. What song you seen Hitomi doing in there? Oh, mate. Think about what they do for Blanca, right? Think about... I, I'll give you someone straight away. Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, it'd be huge. That'd be wild. Yeah. Can you imagine him? Smash it off. What carnage himself? Yeah, yeah, chuck him in as as, as Blanca, yeah. and then for um for Zangief, Zangief, don't say you, wouldn't be me, wouldn't be me. What I'd want to see 
is I'd want to see a... You know what they did Free Guy? And they made and they made Guy really muscly, right? They just kind of stuck his head on there. I want... Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I don't want Ryan Reynolds. I want it to be just like Sam Jackson. And instead of him being Russian, him just be really street. Like, he didn't get enough, and he's just dropping the F-bomb every single time he does a lariat. But they made him jacked up with CGI. So it's, like, completely wrong. Completely wrong. But everyone would enjoy it. Respect. The dream. The dream. Dreamcast. Great job. Nailed it. Nailed it. Absolute dreamcast. Right, let's move this on. Davey, I'm going to give you a song. Spence, you're going to give us a little bit of flavour. Now, Davey, I want to take you back to a funeral for a friend and I want to hear Junior. And I want to hear it like you've just had your wisdom tooth pulled out and you're still on your anesthetics. <laughs> okay, <laughs> deal. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> to do the testing when my heart breaks and Spell that the sight of the sky with my arms on the fly from the walls in the minds of the end of those in the minds of your own own soldier oh foolish You know it gets worse like over time when you do it. There you go. Quick news. Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake, the game that is rumoured to come out every other episode on this show. And it turns out there's even more rumours that have been going on. The big one, and the one I'm going to be talking about on this, is Donna Burke. She is the person that came up with the iconic Snake Eater theme. Dun, 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 dun. What a thrill. <laughs> She's back in the studio, lads. Re-recording that song. That is the biggest proof we have of an MGS3 remake in the works. I I mean, this is all but confirmed, especially as she went in and she was like posting, it's Snake Eater. It's like, cheers, Donna. Thanks a lot. Thanks for giving that away. She's about as subtle as those uh, Mortal, Kombat, um, Mortal Kombat investors when they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, MK12's out this year. <laughs> <It's out this laughs> year. <laughs> cheers, thanks a lot. So yeah, so this is actually, it looks like it's actually confirmed, which Damn. is absolutely wild. Thoughts on this, guys? Uh, I mean, it, it's confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's confirmed. And it's sick that they're actually remastering the song. Yeah. I, mean, I thought they just, they just need to remaster it or something. But no, they're actually getting it back in the studio. That's hype. Class. Great. Yeah, just great all around. What about yourself, Mr. Hoy? I know you're not the biggest fan of MGS3, same as myself. But does this kind of confirmation excite you to see Snake return in any kind of form? Of course it excites me, Davey. I'm a massive simp for uh, old Solid Snake. But to start with three, man, it's just a money grab. Bring Start at one and work your way up. Why start at three? It's just disappointing. As you said, it is my least favourite of the series. Well, probably not actually. There's a lot of shit within that series. Add another one to my list. Um, but my God, start with one and let's work our way up. Come on. What are you doing? It's just money, 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 isn't it, with these guys? Do it for the love. Do it for the love. Do it for me. Metal Gear Solid 1. What a game. I'd love to play that. I'd love to revisit Shadow Moses. Please, 
please change your mind. Send her back. Send her home. Start with Metal Gear 1 and let's go through the whole series. Do it properly, please. It's not going to happen, is it? It's three. They're going to start with three. Yeah. Maybe they start in, in chronological order. So we'll start with this and then we'll just go all over the MGS timeline until it's no longer a mess. And it just makes sense. That'd be quite refreshing. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. A bit random. But, uh, but hey, why not? Have to wait and see, guys. Have to wait and see. Spencer. Yes, my friend. Back to you. Yeah. Song-wise, mm -hmm. I would like to hear. I've given you, I've given you a bit of limp. Um, but, do you know, I was really impressed by your Bieber just now. Oh, I forgot I did Really that. impressed by your yeah, Bieber. Yeah. So, I would like... Justin Bieber song from you, and you can go anywhere you want with it. Any Bieber song. As a as a Bieber fan, I can't think of what the fans are called. You got Bieber fever. Believers. Oh my gosh, I'm one of them. <laughs> oh. Right, we can go anywhere you want with this. <laughs> Have you thing. seen his tattoo? What tattoos you got? Is it Spencer's face? No, I've got Justin's face. Hello. <laughs> both, both. You got the same thing. You don't even know each other. You just. Yeah. Oh, can I just get this? God, that's vision in my mind to just be thinking about this each other face, connected yeah. over over time time and space or infinitum <laughs> alright so what song are you bringing to the table I don't uh, even know Beaver songs I'll do one time okay can you give me a bit of a rendition before we get a mix yeah it starts it goes me plus you I'ma tell you one me plus you I'ma tell you one me plus you I'ma tell you one time, one time. When I met you, girl, my heart went knock, knock. Now them butterflies in my stomach won't stop, stop. Even though it's a struggle, love is all we got. So I'ma keep, keep climbing to the mountaintop. Yo, yo, Don't press the button just yet. Keep him going. <laughs> That's done. Give me, give me my flavor, Phil. Okay, seeing as you're in a Leon jacket. Now, it reminds me of, of, of an aircraft pilot, you know, Flyboy's jacket. So I want to hear it as if you're flying your jet around and the roof has just come off and you're getting blown back. I want to hear it as the wind is blowing and striking you in the face. So a little bit of this, please. That's what I want to hear from you, seeing as you know the song so well. So start off with the roof on the plane, and I want it ripping off towards the end. Fly me plane. Singing my favorite song on the radio comes on. I'm like, oh, Beaver? Me plus you. I'm going to tell you one me plus you. I'm going to tell you one me plus you. I'm going to tell you one, one, one time when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> quick news <laughs> i'm sure it was a quick death too arc 2 is delayed to the end of 2024 no gameplay reveal until next year Oof. damn bad news for arc fans Savage. however bit of light amidst the darkness that was quite nice that i'm proud of myself for that the first game, Ark. Survival Evolved? Survival Ascended. No, but it was called Survival Evolved, wasn't it? Uh, I think that's the second game. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know that well. I've played like an hour of it. That one's called Ark 2. <laughs> what do you mean it's the second game? 
The first arc, I believe, is Five Evolved. I might be wrong. I never actually played it. It's actually getting remastered. No, right. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. Actually getting remastered now as Ark Survival Ascended, coming in August 2023 for the PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and the PC. So although you have to wait for Ark 2, you got something to bide your time. However, there is a caveat, and that is that the official service for the original Ark will shut down the same time the new ones launch for the remaster. So they give with one hand, take with the other. They say, you want to keep playing Ark? Pay us again. It's wild they're doing that. It's wild. It's pretty scummy, I think, to be honest. Especially considering it's a remaster. They're the same game. It's crazy. Just me. put them on the same server. It's mad, isn't it? And if you want to pay for it and get those visual flares and get that better load time, whatever it is, better quality of life features, pay for it. The only excuse they can have, the only thing, is if Arc 2 is on a new engine and this remaster is on the same engine. Yeah, that would be it. That would be the only one. That's the only excuse. But then why not leave the original game running, man? Like, Arc is a game that is a survival game. It's all about, like, you know, I, a cup, when we were doing this podcast, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but I was playing through the Subnautica games mm. for the first time. And I was spending a long time building my house, building my nice little shelters across the ocean. I was loving it, absolutely loving it. Arc is like that, except you've got dinosaurs in it as well. Yeah. And so people will spend a lot of time in creating really in-depth bases. A lot of world building into that. A lot of like self-defense. They have like clans where they look after it to make sure that people aren't going to raid it and stuff. And then it's just like all that effort you've done over years. Bye. You've wasted your time. Yeah. Grim. I think that's super, super grim. Now, I, I don't really have too much of a connection with art, but I dove into it uh, when it came free to PS Plus, I think, or PS Extra. And... um. I went in, I thought, I love Subnautica, I'm going to love this. I couldn't even figure out how to cut down a tree. Just couldn't figure it out. I was up, I, all I had was my mitts, and I was punching a tree. Like and I was like, how do I make an axe? And I went up to rock, and I was like, oh, I just got to pick up rock. Couldn't pick it up. So I was like, all right, uh, I'll just hit the rock until it breaks. Just sat there punching it, died of starvation and thirst. I did that three times in a row over a night, <laughs> and then I never went back. <laughs> just couldn't figure it How out. How many hours did you spend in it? About three. I just couldn't figure it All out. All right. I just couldn't. I just could not get it. And I, I sure I could have just gone on on YouTube, whatever, looked it up. But I was like, this game will not beat me. It will not beat me. I will figure it out. And then you respawn and tried the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I hit it more. Insanity. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Literally insanity. It was. And the the thing is, it just wasn't well I don't think it's well optimized for console. It's, no, it's definitely not. a definitely a PC game and it and it plays and all the menus are very much like PC focused. And it just didn't seem very intuitive to me and, and to how I played. But I, I really feel for this community. I think this is just an absolute tragedy that they're being treated like this. Um I can't imagine how gutted I would be if if I thought, Oh, I can't wait to get back into this game's been running for a long ass time see what I've done, see what my clanmates have left behind, see you've like, you've left, you've gone off, you've swanned off to play other things, come back six months later. Gone. Gone. I think, also I'll probably end in this conversation saying this, but if these developers don't want to be monsters, either free upgrade if you own the original game, or you get the remaster for free if you pre-order Arc 2, and your save from the original game carries over to the remaster. 
Because even though everything's in a new engine, it's still the same game. Everything, all the items are still the same. They still have the same item IDs, all that. You could do it. If you're not lazy and you care about your fans, you could do it. What do you think about this, Phil? Any any kind of thoughts on on this whole jettisoning off of a of a classic game and replacing it with a brand new, shinier version of the same game? It's a really difficult one for me because I think we we've been down this track, this conversation a few times, and I've always ended on, you know, give it to the community if 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 you're going to take it away and 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 not run the servers, make it available, like make it open source that they could, you know, possibly run their own servers after the uh, the officially licensed one uh, has gone. And it being a PC game, I could see them being more open to this. I know we've talked about PlayStation titles in the past, and obviously PlayStation would never give anything away like that. But as a PC focus game i could see that having slightly more potential but you know the alternative i suppose is 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 the route that spencer's gone down we've sort of given them uh, an upgraded version uh, of the game to be able to play well audience if you have any ideas on this or if you're a player of arc i would love to hear from you please write into the email psvtrust.gmail.com reach out to us on any of our socials because it's certainly something that is a blind spot for me i don't have much experience in this and i would love to know what you think let us know, and we'll read it out on episode 67. What I'm going to give you, my friend, is I'm passing it back to you now. Oh, going okay. Back right. we, got, we went full circle. Circle will come back. Circle never ends. It's a roundabout. Okay. Oh, right. And yeah. we just turn around. Someone's driving the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's not how circles work, mate. Oh, well. This is, it's a rogue circle. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Spinning on different axes. <laughs> but I'm passing it back to you. You, for me, you did me the favor... Of, although you restricted me to an artist, you let me choose the song. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> right. However, you did give me a pop celebrity from 2013. Okay, yeah. So I want to hear your favorite song, or any song of your choice, from Katy Perry. Katy Perry? Okay. Go then, Mr. Hoy. What's my flavor going to be? What's that bit of spice? Okay, so you mentioned Katy Perry is fit, and I'm thinking animals, animals that are fit, and I'm thinking goats are fit because they climb to the high, high heights of the mountains. I want a Billy Goat Gruff singing your Katy Perry song of choice, please. This is the part of me that you never can take away from me, no. So this is... So goats... What happened to the goat? The poor goat. He was angry, He was in mate. the plane with me. He was angry. He was angry, goat. Yeah, I was going to say... So quick news, super quick one, this guy's the game that can't be mentioned. I needed it again. The game that can't be mentioned for remake has gone off to a whopping start. Now we've only got the first two days of release here in terms of information, so I imagine that by the next episode we'll have like way over a month and we'll be able to tell just how well this is done. But right now, for the last bit of information we had, it sold over three million units in the first two days of release. Now. The original, just to put it into context here, is not the best-selling game in the series. Not by, not by any metric. That belongs to the game that Kylie mentioned, 5, with 6 being the second best-seller. Um, but this is shaping up to be really up there with, with some of the biggest ones in the series. So I can't wait to see when we get the full worldwide stats out in a, in a month or so, and we can see how it compares to the likes of Village, the likes of 7, 
and the likes of two remakes. Yeah. Just see how well this actually ranks up there. But well done for the start of this. Great showing, especially for a game which is marketed as a survival horror title. <laughs> Mr. Hoy, coming back to you. Coming back to you. This circle is coming back the other way. Uh, I would like, speaking of circles, I would like Ring of Fire, please, by Johnny Cash. Okay, and now you're a devoted fan to Johnny Cash. You're seeing him live in concert. That Ring of Fire is huge, so bright. You forgot your sunglasses. You're being blinded. But you're trying to sing along as best you can <laughs> whilst being blind. And just your face is burning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So I fell in to a burning ring of fire. I fell down, down, and the fire went higher. It burns, 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 that ring of fire. Quick news. So, guys, Sony has acquired Firewalk Studio. It's now become the 20th PlayStation first-party studio. We are growing and growing and growing. We are getting stronger day by day. Now, this studio was founded in 2018. Just to give you a little bit of a glimpse to the past, they were formed by the Bungie Veterans. They've been working on AAA multiplayers for the PS5 and PC titles for around 150 employees. So they're a sizable studio to be acquiring, and we're going to be looking forward to what they've got to bring us in the future. No speculation on this one, um, but it's just good to see Sony growing day by day. Day by day, we're getting stronger. We're coming for you. We're going to take over the world. Now let's swing this thing back. Davey. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Is, is it Davey now? Or? I think we can go anywhere we want. This, 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 circle, want, this yeah. circle's going wild. Circle don't give a damn. This circle. This circle. Either. Circle be damned. <laughs> circle. This circle's crazy. There's a diagonal line now. <laughs> circle's more of a weird triangle. <laughs> 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 this circle's pretty much any other shape other than circular. <laughs> is it running clockwise? No. Anticlockwise? No, it's, it's acting like a triangle. <laughs> it's a three-sided circle. <laughs> it's like... That's why Americans don't have randomates. He's crying. Just thinking someone trying to figure this out. Someone was like flopping along trying to draw all the orders going in. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> flopping, they're like, they're going all over the place. Oh my God. Yeah. What have you got for me there, Phil? Okay, I got blast from the past. Na na na. I'm going for the end dubs and I need you. Let's hear it. Okay. Number one. One number one, decent. What's my what's my spice? Japanese. <laughs> I want you to sing it as if you're giving a presentation. Na 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 na. Number one. Now I don't think you understand that you're number one. If I did this thing before. You're the one. From my homies to my onlys, number one. 
Quick news. Media Molecule. The little studio who could have done anything they wanted. The studio that was on top of the world with Little Big Planet 1 and 2. The studio that could do no wrong in the eyes of me back in the PlayStation 3 generation. Who then completely threw it all away to develop Dreams. The game that no one cared about. That sold absolutely fudge all. And we've now learned that Dreams is no more. They've stopped working on it. Nothing more is happening with this game. All our thoughts about this game that could be coming to PlayStation 5, we could be getting a VR mode, we could be getting it so that it starts supporting content creation, that people could expand their products out and people could fan fund them to be able to get these things off into fully realized games. All that potential they had for Dreams squandered, thrown to the wayside, and they moved on to their next project. Now, guys, it's a little bit bittersweet in a way because I'm glad to get Media Molecule off from this dead anchor that is Dreams and to get them working on something brand new. To get them hopefully coming out with something that was sell. Something that's actually not just a concept of a game. Something that is a game would be lovely from them. But at the same time, they've thrown away everything that potentially could have happened with Dreams if they'd been a little bit more open-minded. What are your thoughts on this? Phil, I'm going to come to, come to you first. I think it's an absolute madness. Everything I hear about Media Molecule, it just wants me to slap myself in the face. And I, and I think that's probably what their directors and shareholders are doing. Uh, every twist and turn, every time they try and do something, they just seem to get slapped back down. And unfortunately, we came up with idea after idea after idea how to solve dreams. But unfortunately, they don't listen to the podcast tag them in this podcast they need to know our ideas because we could have saved them with some of the some of the gray matter up here it was doing the thinking for you you could have made something from this ip but now to be moving on to something new i don't know how they're giving another chance after just royally effing this up it just boggles my mind so i'm not confident i'm really really not with this one yeah you know, i i i totally totally follow those thoughts 100 percent, and we'll we'll definitely come on to that in a moment spence what are you thinking i couldn't care about media molecule unless the next thing they're working on is a little big planet then i don't expect it to be good and i don't expect it to be on this gen after what they did with dreams whoa what are you thinking this this can take that long in development whoa. that it's not coming out this gen dreams was supposed to be nearly a launch title for the ps4 yeah it came out, it was literally like the last release on PS4. Well, it was just pooped out, wasn't it? Yeah, because it wasn't done. It was just like, it's on a blog post, wasn't it? Yeah. His dreams. It's out today. But don't you feel now they're going to be under pressure to produce something quickly to try and recoup some of that dollar that they've lost with dreams? I mean, this is the thing that I'm hoping for, right? I'm hoping that sony have sat down with media molecule and they said look we really appreciate what you've done you've created some of the best game dev tools that the public can have access to for free anywhere you know you we've seen the things that have come out from dreams they've been insane like yeah. the motor storm thing the other day that we were talking about there's so many awesome little things in here and i think providing that over to the community is great and there's a market for it but it's not on console that market is not here it's mm. not for that so I think that Sony need to has sit down with these guys and they've closed studios in the past, like big, big um, studios 
uh, like Evolution, who were doing amazing things with like Motorstorm or doing these these great things in these in these different franchises that now no longer exist because they were really hardcore back in PS4 and PS3. Were they just shutting down? They weren't doing well. Drive Club came out botched. Binned. See you later, Evolution. And you'll know more, right? And yeah, was it was it jumping the uh, jumping the and sure was it a case that they just let the horse bolt out the gate yeah they did and and it's not the right thing looking back on it now we could really use these studios to be around media molecules dead weight as far as i'm concerned and i i think it's the same as you guys i really want somebody to sit down with these guys and say look it's your last chance saloon come out swinging and i don't care how creative you are i don't care how much how great it is that you can sculpt the penis in you know 4d or you can smell it through the controller i don't care about any of that i want something that i can play and yeah. that's what they need to deliver and if they committed that they want to really envision the little big planet share play create thing and have it be a brand new experience for everywhere it needs to be a cross thing with pc it needs to straight out of the gate otherwise there's there's no legs for this for anything like this it just will not live it needs to be able to Get onto PC so people can just really go nuts with it. And then if you can share those levels into the console version, that does that does your job for you. So I think there's still a model here for this kind of share play create thing, but they've gotta they gotta cross it with PC. They have to, surely, right? I think whatever they release is dead on arrival. I mean, they have a history of making games that rely on the community doing all the work. And they make the basis for it. And with Dreams, they could bring over a lot of the technology they used, which is fine. But it has to be soon. And it won't be. So. Mm. No so chance. An, an awful lot of negativity from our end on this one then. I suppose the proof's going to be in the pudding. And we'll wait and see what they got. And whatever they come to show, we'll look at it and we'll judge it fairly at the time. I really would just love to see Media Miracle come back to what they used to be. It used to be like that studio that you talk about in the same way that, like, you talk about Naughty Dog or anything else. They were top of their game, right? Like, after Little Big Planet 1-2, yeah. Sapple was, was the mascot for PlayStation. Yeah. He was the guy that was like, oh, play Little Big Planet? Little Planet's sick. We're all playing Little Big Planet. There's four-player co-op. We're like, yeah, I've seen this level, seen this. It was so new. It was so cool. And then see the studio just go, bang and just explode into absolute well not even to explode because that would mean that there'd be a splash (laughs) and that's it and that's all you get from it it's just so disappointing so i am hopeful i really am not quite as negative as you are but we'll wait and see yeah it's it's a sit on it situation i don't have hopes i think they'll pitch something to sony and sony will scrap them We'll wait and see. Unless it's Love the Planet 4. Mm. Or Sackboy 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Rather not. Bin it off. So, we're coming around to yourself then, Spence. I've been quite kind to you today. I feel. Feeling nice. And I'm going to continue the nice streak. Oh. I'm feeling extra nice. You are the people's champ, after oh, all. Babe. I would like a Disney song. <gasps> Any choice. Okay, Spence. Now, your flavour, and I'm, I'm quite enjoying the animal-based flavour that you've been bringing us so far. I want you to do it as a chick, 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 chicken, laying an egg, a big golden egg. Oh, so it's worth quite a bit. 
posh chick. Little nod there. It's worth extra. So I'm going to do, by the way, it's not Aladdin, which is my favourite Disney movie for the listeners and watchers. I'm going to do We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. Okay. Which, fantastic film, fantastic song. So I'm sorry for ruining it for, for all of you, because <laughs> it's a great song. Listen to it after this. Trust me, it's going to be night and day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. But it was my wedding, it was my wedding. We were getting ready and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky, Bruno. It walks in with mischievous green thunder. Oh. <laughs> what is these impressions? <laughs> Let's go. Quick news, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big one. For me, anyway. The big one. Now, we always know, I always do kind of the new additions. The roundups. Yeah, the roundups. Yeah. And this time, <laughs> exactly the same thing. That's whoever's surprised, don't be. So, this time, we have on PlayStation Classics coming to the platform, we have Doom. Doom 2. Doom 64. I hope you like Doom. Doom 3. <laughs> and then, for some reason, Dishonored Definitive Edition. It's the, Beth- it's the Bethesda boys showing up. Oh, All yeah. Bethesda I, suppose titles. So. I suppose so. It's just strange. Dishonored's just it's terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surrounded by Doom. Surrounded by Doom. It's, it's quivering. <clears throat> but then also, coming on to the extra and premium on the game catalogue, we have Kina. Bridge of Spirits, a terrible game. We have, oh boy, I hope you like Doom, Doom Eternal. <laughs> we have The Evil Within. Catch the latest review on SSJ Reviews or SSJ DV. There you go. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Excellent game. Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Excellent game. Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Excellent game. Paradise Killer. Slay the Spire. Sackboy, a big adventure. Yeah, been that one. A terrible game. Riders Republic. And Bassmaster Fishing 2022. Let's go, Bassmaster. Yeah, huge, huge. Nice. Yeah. I hope that's in VR. Hope you can catch anything other than bass. Hope it's not just bass. <laughs> hope you can catch a pike. I hope it's just bass. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you want to be the Bassmaster? Yeah, I do. But if there's a VR mode, I'd love to just sit there and fish. It's great. It. But there is a caveat. As always, there are three titles leaving the service. And those are. Marvel Spider-Man, the game that can't be mentioned, one, and NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, which are the most fun 2K games, by the way. Also, the free games we're getting on Essential, we have Sackboy A Big Adventure again. I don't know why they're adding it to Extra and Premium when you get it for free anyway. You might miss it this month, and it's still, and then it's in the Extra catalog. If then. you miss it this month, it was a choice. <laughs> and it was a smart choice <laughs> them giving me the offer to keep playing it after I've refused to download it is a spit in my face <laughs> but also they're adding Meet Your Maker and Tales of Iron so quite a large lineup of games to be fair it's actually really sick but we are losing some fantastic games namely Game that Can't Be Mentioned and Marvel Spider-Man it's strange that those those are cycling off to be honest I, I never thought that something like like Spidey would ever go no. You know, I thought it was just always going to be there. You know, yeah. when, when you're talking about the game that can't be mentioned, uh, one, 
uh, I'm not too surprised that that's gone. I mean, there's no Capcom have, have got a great relationship with with PlayStation, but it's not a first party lineup. So no. Well, the thing is, is that the game convention four is selling like hotcake right now. So if they pull it off the service, it's going to make more sales. I guess so. People are going to be buying the original. Yeah, it, I, I suppose there was sense there, but I mean, and they probably might have pulled Spider Man because they might be about to announce Spider Man too. Yeah, I suppose if you can get some more sales for the uh, for the definitive edition for the the next gen version, why wouldn't you? I suppose that that's very true. That but the true. one thing I will say, this doesn't say remastered. Remaster was never on there, is it not? No. Okay. Never. That's on why that. then. That's why. Okay. I thought it was. My bad. My bad. No. No. But yeah, I think that's my reasoning for it. I think the game I mentioned one is taken off because RE4. Oh, bugger. Oh. That's a shot. It's so hard. Resident Evil. Yes, because that game. I would have let that go as well. I, I totally missed it. <sighs> my bad. No, I'm glad. I said I said Honest. it. Yeah, I said it. But it's selling like hotcakes. It's smart to take the original game off because people are going to buy it. The sales are going to jump up. And then Spider-Man, I think it means a two announcement is imminent. The rumors were saying that it was. Yeah. So it, it makes good business sense. Makes sense. Well, I suppose for me, looking at these, I've played quite a lot of these titles that, that are coming out. Um, for me, my biggest... My biggest ask, if you're thinking about something to play and you're just looking at all the different games on here, try The Evil Within. Bassmaster Fishes. <laughs> try Evil Within. It was criminally overlooked at the time. It sold hardly anything, and the sequel sold even less. I really recommend it. It's not for the faint of heart. The normal difficulty is solid so hard so it's not for those people that oh i'm gonna try my first survival horror you will get smoked but it is great and it's kind of like an old school flavor but in modern aesthetic it's it's really really good i, I thoroughly thoroughly recommend it um alongside that of course you can't go wrong with a bit of doom can you anything bethesda have put out into this catalog is great <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bethesda titles here uh and yeah Bring them on. They, these are all great ones. I, I think it's a fantastic month for extra. And you and me, before we even go, went for this news, we were on PlayStation last night playing COD. And we were thinking about playing something and we downloaded Meet Your Maker. We haven't got to it yet. And um, and I was just like, holy hell, there's doom everywhere. Yeah. You know, I hadn't come across it yet on this. So, yeah, brilliant month. Really happy with this one. I mean, have you got any thoughts, any games, any game so, <laughs> stand out to you? Can't get my words out today. What's wrong with me? It's the lilt. It's hitting too hard. The lilt. Make you your head all foggy. Uh, I mean, not really any games that stand out to me specifically. Namely, um, well, I mean, I haven't actually played Doom like any of them, ever, 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 ever. That's where gaming almost started. Oh wow, you got some homework to do, fam. Yeah, so I got to play Doom. Do you want the cheats? No. Absolutely not. I like a nice IDKFA, IDDQD. They'll work for you. Oh, look at this. Damn, I won't try it. Infinite ammo, infinite health. Cool. Doom 1 and 2. I won't do that. don't know if it works in 64 or 3. I bet it does. First two, that'll help you out. I bet it does. I think the only games that really stand out to me, Sackboy's terrible. Keen is the ending is the only good part. And by the ending, I mean the last 20 minutes. 
and it's like a 12 hour game but the last 20 minutes is like you play dark souls it's great it's solid games easy until then uh and then riders republic and i think i'd like to play well i'd like to play doom and wolfenstein and then riders republic i think would be fun to jump in yeah we had good fun in the beta for that yeah so well, i might have looked add a few bugs but yeah i'm checking out Bassmaster fishing I'm doing it. I'll have a full a full write up on it for the next the next episode. I'm going to go in there and my goal catch anything other than a bass, and if I can, it's a win from me. Nine out of ten recommendation. But then it's a liar. The game's lying to you. What you just you start with something else, move up to the bass. The bass is the end goal. Yeah, bass the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Catch everything else. Catch like a tiger shark first. End with the bass. Bass a wily beast. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. So, Phil, my song for you, my friend, would be "Beautiful Girls." Well, isn't it "Beautiful Girls" all over the world? Do you mean by Sean Kingston? Sean Kingston. Oh, the Sean Kingston one. Okay. You wake to beautiful girl. Well, you'll never work. You had me suicidal. Suicidal when they say it's over. All right. Um, Phil, I would like you to do it. Imagine you've been smoking 100 fags a day and your voice box is completely gone. So instead, you've had to get one of those things that you put there. (laughs) (laughs) Like Kane. Yeah, yeah. One of those robot voice box things. That's what I want you to do it like. Oh, 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 green, Davey. Kojima has opened up their very own studio in Osaka, Japan, which is their new main game development studio. They've raised the salary of all their employees and current employees and say the studio is for creators first. Equipped to make first party video games, they're also building an R&D center ready for 2025. Just a reminder that Konami were also hiring recently for a triple A horror game project, which should presumably be one of the first few projects to head out of that studio. And wink, wink, it's going to be Silent Hill, isn't it? Come on, come on. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Are you excited? Yeah, so I got some thoughts on this. So with konami they've long been gone out of the video game space we missed like pretty much an entire generation of releases from like metal gear solid 5 i think was the last time that i can remember anything substantial coming out of konami and basically what happened is their leadership just decided that time for us to walk away let's focus on our domestic markets focus on the gyms let's focus on what we do in our in our place the place that makes us the most money pachinkos gyms wild little market and that was what they did but there's been a huge leadership takeover and a big leadership change. And their vision now is, we're back, baby. We're coming back. And when you've got franchises like a Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania. and Castlevania, bro. Castlevania. 
the chances that we could get some new things coming out of this and seeing some of these franchises that have long been dormant for what were kind of industry leading franchises this to me is just like the best news ever yeah because it means the next couple of years we're going to start seeing more focus from konami and that's what i want i mean christ we saw that with the Silent hill showcase where they had like six different Silent hills just plopped out of thin air imagine what they could do with the likes of metal gear or castle goddamn mania yeah oh it's an exciting time for me i mean i'm i'm super super hyped by this i, I can't wait to see more i mean i don't really have anything to say other than i'm excited for them to be back and if people don't have faith in their return two of those franchises we mentioned the big ones we mentioned they're both in smash that's how big they are yeah huge you have to be huge to be in smash yeah unless you're mimin but other than that huge and they are and they're phenomenal games and let's just hope they do it again give it to me konami exciting times for sure and i've got something else exciting guys it's the end of quick news and we're gonna do the roundup we're gonna hoist the winners up on the chair of champions and we're gonna punch down on those losers who cannot give us an impression that makes us smile so let's start off davy you did last garrison and you give us a little bit of shakira flavor that flavor you did junior with your wisdom teeth hanging out Katy perry as a billy Gu- as a Katy Perry as a goat, and you did N-dubs as a presentation. I did a happy song as a very depressed goth. I did Desperito as a game that cannot be mentioned, bad guy in a Spanish accent. I gave you the ring of fire as I was burning from the fire, from the heat, and the beautiful girls with my voice box. Spencer gave us some chocolate rain in his Leon S. Kennedy voice. He sang the hot dog flavored water as a frog, or at least tried. Then he tried to bring it back with some Bieber flying a plane and some Disney as a chicken laying an egg. So, Davey, I'm going to start with you. Who's your favorite of tonight? Favorite today is the easiest choice ever. Definitely Spence. I think the, the chance of giving you an artist that you know and setting you up with just freedom just means that you bring your all. Yeah. You can focus on the impression rather than trying to figure out the song itself and it just brought out the best in you today and your two ones i, I kind of teed you up for like that the chicken laying egg absolutely class and of course the justin bieber came out of nowhere it came out of nowhere and it was hard it went, <laughs> it, was hard. it went hard i loved it i ate them both up so both of those tied for my favorite i absolutely loved, adored them adored them 10 out of 10 mark Nice. You can only give him one point, but I'll I'll note that down in the doc. Spence, what are you saying? Who is your favourite of tonight? Nice. So, I think my favourite was actually Beautiful Girls with the Voice Box. Because I think I was going to give it to the Billy Girl, and then I also thought, I hated your choice of song for Katy Perry. Oh. Because I did. I said that before you picked it. Hmm. I expected, like, Teenage Dream, or Raw, or Last Friday Night. We did last Friday night the other day. Ah, oh, well. There were two other bangers right there. Well, You I, chose part of me. You, you chose poorly. You did. You did. And so for that reason, and me as well, the voice box, I really liked the voice box. It was actually really good. Especially on some of those toads. I really enjoyed it. So, Phil, mate, you're my winner for the evening. 
Oh, thank you very much. And unfortunately, I'm not going to return the favour as much as I completely agree with Davey. Um, you know in the song has definitely benefited this section of the show because you can concentrate a little bit more on the impression, but both presentations were terrible. Now, Davey, you did very well tonight. I enjoyed quite a lot of your uh, songs and impressions, but my favourite one, I think, and you probably put the least effort into this one, I just quite enjoyed hearing you sing N-dubs. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I, I, I couldn't not smirk. I was laughing away to myself. Uh, I don't know if that came across uh, on, on the video, but I found that absolutely hilarious. So congratulations. I think we're winners all round. We voted one each. So congratulations, guys. Now, now for the juice. Now for the fire. Now for the smoke. We're going to go to our worsts of tonight. Davey, I'm going to you first. Who was the worst impression slash song slash flavor of tonight i think unfortunately phil even though you just give me a nice little bit of a nice little bit of tender sweet loving for me the one that lets me down the most is the ring of fire i i think ring of fire is really poor and the reason being is twofold one the start of the song which is one of the most famous songs ever didn't know so it came back to the song at the chorus, which which I appreciated. But in terms of blinding you, you know, there was one one little gesture like this. I and, and maybe a squint. But I didn't see any like searing pain. You know, like You'll have to you'll have to rewatch it. You'll have to rewatch it. And you'll know you're wrong off this choice. But I, I know the odds are stacked for me against uh the amount of shots that I'm due so i'll take this one oh this is this is true this i expected it to be like a we were doing a lot of for some reason anytime that anyone ended impression it was always like a like a, a thing gag, of pain a like gag a, at the end yeah i expected it to be like this is burning you like i gotta keep my voice down so everything's gonna be like gargly today and you and you thought that was worse than spencer doing hot dog as a frog oh god that was bad not to try and sway your view at all, but I'm just saying I at least I got some lyrics out and there was an impression of sorts. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh wow. yeah, you're right. I know I I I we've never had a thing where someone swayed it midway, but no, you are totally right. That was the, one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, oh sway, he told you a different answer. Yeah, but it's right though. Yeah, it is. I know it's right. <laughs> but I'm not happy that it's right. <laughs> I know it, I know it. It's totally right. Yeah, he's totally bang on. <laughs> Phil, I retract my statement. Uh Spence, hundred percent with that, that frog. <laughs> It's diabolical <laughs> because it was first and it got so much better. You know, like we talk about, like yeah, if you yeah, end yeah, strong, yeah. it means a lot. It didn't. It would have meant a lot, but Phil's Phil's bang on with that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely abysmal. I'm sorry, Spence, and I think you've probably guessed where my vote is going to go. But let's let's just see what your uh, worst of tonight was. Was it me or was it Davy? <laughs> the worst tonight was burning Ring of Fire. I'll say one. Yeah, <laughs> for the for the exact same critique. Was it really? Yeah, I wanted to see like your face melting off. And you being like, at the end, just like, just in agony. And it wasn't. And that was it, really. That's the only critique. I just wanted you to be in pain. Yeah, I wanted to be really showing that pain, that burning fire. Yeah. That ring of fire. And <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the ring of fire. The ring of fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well anyway i suppose let's move this on uh spence i my vote goes to you that was literally the worst of tonight there was no impression there was no song so uh you you get my vote for uh hot dog as a frog there was no there wasn't even a ribbit there's nothing at all to that they don't one. actually ribbit, so, uh, they just kind of they croak 
I, I wasn't looking for you to be like factually accurate with the exact tones that a frog would make, but something, you know, comic book accurate or, you know, TV accurate, you know, a little ribbit, a little croak probably would have done some work. But unfortunately, you've bottomed out on this one. So uh, that's a shot in the dock. And let's move this on to the topic of the show. Stop. Topic time. So, guys, we're finally at the topic. What a journey it's been. Look how far we've come. It's bloody quarter to one in the morning. What a time. Not regretted a minute, boys. But we're here. Today, we're going to be discussing the two showcases we've had. We had a state of play centered around Final Fantasy 16, which is roughly 25 minutes long. A lot of information. But then, we had a showcase from Capcom. Mmm. Mm. Street Fighter 6, oh baby, uh-uh. oh, oh, Lord. oh baby, mm, do it to me. <laughs> so first, I think, I think it's right and just that we talk about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Get out the way. So we talk about what I want to talk about, because it's my topic. Okay, alright, deal. Alright, so open floor, Get, say it as fast as you can so we can move on. <laughs> oh no way no way Gotta get i know this, i know you're excited justice it's fine well i'll tell you what i'll lay the groundwork for this so the ff16 uh gameplay showcase that we saw was 25 minutes of all different types of gameplay that this game offers so we got to meet our protagonist clive as he goes on his adventures we met his dog we met the, the different people that go around it what's so funny about his name being clive it's clive and he's got a dog He's got a dog, mate. So it's British. Clive and his dog. And they go off on these adventures. And what was interesting about it is that you could see all the different rumors we've had over the last few months about the combat being very DMC5 focused or Devil May Cry focused. Um, we got to see that in action. We got to see exactly how it works, how it breaks down, the different accessibility features that are built within this. So you can have it so that blocks and parries are done on yourself, or you can have like a window to be able to do it. If you decide to dial, dial up the accessibility, if it's your first time, played an action game, you can do that. And my takeaway from coming out of this is, this is unlike any Final Fantasy game we've ever had before. It's very much, it's an action game. Yeah. It's an action game. It's not a full-blown RPG. RPG. And this is really exciting for me. Because the big things that, that really shone in this gameplay were the amount of absolutely gorgeous vistas that are all over this game is absolutely insane coupled with gameplay variety that seems out the wazoo the summons fighting summons and how different they all look from some being just a brawler where it turned into a 2d fighting game to then others where you're you're flying um as a summon and it became like some kind of bullet hell game Yeah. yeah absolutely insane i couldn't believe how much stuff was going on there was like all these different anime moments where like if it was getting beaten down and he's like this isn't gonna stop me and he like powers out like full anime and catches like a boulder it's like holy shit you can tell from this how confident square are yeah because this was like a massive swinging dick saying don't get in my way this game is gonna do it's gonna move heaven and earth when this comes out I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Now, as somebody who is not a a huge Final Fantasy fan, you've only played FF7, 
when you came out of this, what were your thoughts on the game? Or what were your overall kind of takeaways from it? Sure. Well, I went into this state of play kind of having no opinion on FF16. I mean, it looks good. I like Final Fantasy. I do. But I thought it's, I've, I'm happy to miss them. But I love Devil May Cry. And this looks like Devil May Cry with numbers. It just shows numbers in the combat. That's literally it. But then, like you said, those summon battles, the vistas, the view, the, the graphics, everything. Clive. <laughs> Clive. Terrible name. But aside from him being named Clive, the game actually looks fantastic. And it just looks fun. It looks really, really fun. And looks... It just looks like it's going to be an 80-hour action game. Which, I'm sure it won't be 80 hours. But I kind of hope it is. It just looked epic, didn't it? Yeah, truly. Start to finish. And it's one of those things that, you know, people throw out the word epic every now and again. But epic really is like reserved for like your God of War. So, you know, your big, your massive creatures you're fighting, your massive big bosses, your, Pacific your temples. Rims. Yeah, that's epic. Your Godzilla Kongs. This was like volcano-sized summons fighting. Yeah. And just with huge destruction everywhere. And then when it wasn't that, it was shit going oh another one in going everywhere there were swords literally all over the place just cutting people up dodging left right and center in this like little bullet time dodges and then just all these little messages coming up like bonus 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 which is like so dmc kind of styled i loved it like with the rankings like s or you know all that stuff it just reminded me so much of that and uh yeah this is one of my most anticipated games of the year I don't know how I'm going to juggle that, Diablo, and, and Street Fighter. Fighter. Uh, that That's the big kind of question now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best not to even get into those. Phil, now, I know you haven't seen uh, too much of this, but you've seen the odd trailer for FF16. As the months have gone on, has your hype grown for this, or has it stayed kind of remaining quite static? Yeah, it's a difficult one for me because I've never really been a Final Fantasy head. I have never actually, and this is probably probably my biggest PlayStation omission ever, is that I've never played Final Fantasy VII. Everyone talks about that being one of the major games within the history. And yes, I have not played that. So the news that we were going to get a showcase for FF16, it didn't excite me as much as some of the visuals I have been seeing. And you are completely right. They do look stunning. Uh, But it's only been snippet that I've been seeing uh, on Twitter. But unfortunately, yes, I I missed the uh, showcase. Um, But my height level for this is is probably around the same. I'm I'm relatively interested in it and i think it's one of those things i i would like to play a demo probably before i bought the full game of this do we know if there's any kind of option of that coming soon did they did they say anything in the showcase about that no nothing nothing given away to that to that end i imagine what you'll probably end up getting by judging by how confident they are i can imagine they will be a little gameplay demo yeah where because they had a full training mode they showed that you could go in and practice your combos and they showed how different it could be that you could uh, have all these different kind of creatures that you could put in there. You could change the the speed. You could change kind of... Every, it was a full combo tool. Yeah. Like you'd get from like playing a, a, a fighting, fighting game. game. Yeah. yeah. It was wild. I imagine they could put that out as a slice. And they could say, here we go. Have a look at this. And there's like three enemies or four different enemies, whatever, or a small, tiny, enclosed area, just so you could get feel the combat. And depending on how well that feels, which is the big question, because it looks great, 
feels a totally different thing, right? For spoken. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. For spoken, hundred percent is is that where and the finished game didn't even look right. No. You know, but it didn't trail us. If they can get if they can get something hands on, I I think it will it will get people like yourself, Phil, who would historically walk past FF as a as a franchise, and give them a chance. You know, the good thing about F, Final Fantasy is that you can jump on at any point. Yeah, and you don't miss anything. Uh, apart from say the sequel to Seven that comes out later on this year. You know, you need to have played the first one. But for for the wider like number uh, numberized uh, uh, entries in FF jump in whenever and they're all so different from each other that you can't say oh i didn't like this one i probably won't like the next one because you just don't know yeah until they're all kind of very varied games yeah super varied yeah the ones in mmo but yeah unfortunately nothing uh nothing announced for that to this end but they did say there's plenty more to show and since we've only got two months until then who knows i wouldn't put it past it for sure but i suppose with that I can see you sitting there. You look like you're about to lay that egg, mate. So go on, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Street Fighter 6. <laughs> now, the Final Fantasy 16 showcase was good. It was good. The Street Fighter 6 showcase was also good. I'm not going to say it was great. I'm not going to say it was great. They showed me Street Fighter 6, which is what I wanted to see, but it was good. They didn't show me exactly what I wanted to see, which was alternate costumes for Kami. But what they did show, <laughs> they showed it's like a, a bit more. Record. He's so much, th- <laughs> so much thirst. He's, he's had three different cans of soft drink tonight, and he's still thirsty as hell. Yeah. Dying. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'll have it soon. But. They showed, they did show quite a lot. They showed namely avatar creation and what you can do with your avatar, kind of the purpose of them and how they kind of entwine with the story. They showed a lot of the story and how it works, how it functions and kind of how you develop your character's moveset. And that's kind of, you just go around the world, you learn from each fighter, each unique fighter being Chun, being Luke, being Ryu, being everyone. And you can adopt their movesets into your avatar. You can kind of have a mixed bag, which sounds to me absolutely broken. And then you can also go online and fight with your avatars. So not only will you have Zangief's command grab, but you'll have teleports into it. You'll have what confirms. Imagine doing an EX Shuryu into a Zangief command grab into the air. It's insane. But it's going to be true. Then they also showed the online. They showed a training mode. They showed phenomenal accessibility features damn what a time to be alive boys i've I've said a lot you guys take it um yeah i I gotta say when i when i watched this i went into it thinking oh there's hardly anything to show the story mode i'm not gonna lie it's nice to see it there is it a selling point of the game for me no it was nice to see some of the some of the cutscenes have voice work not all of them, which was a bit of a shame. Is it going to be the same draw as, say, a Mortal Kombat 12 story or an Injustice story? No. It's not going to be anywhere near on that level. I think it's a nice little mode that, for the purpose that I could see it, would give me chance to 
learn new characters in a way that doesn't feel like I'm putting effort into learn them. So I can see what their moveset does. I can see um, how it could be used in combat, that kind of thing. But realistically, am I going to spend much time in that character creator, make my guy look as good as he can? Probably not. Really, for me, the, the, big, the biggest thing out of all of this was the accessibility feature. That's what I popped off about. I couldn't believe the amount of effort they went into. So for those who don't know, and for those who didn't catch the stream, the way this works is that for those that maybe are visually impaired, everything's done by sound cues. So you can tell the distance by somebody depending on the sound cues and the beeps that are playing. When you jump over them, you can then hear, hear uh, if it's been a cross-up attempt or if it's an actual attack that's landed. You can hear the different types of attack that button that being pressed by the beeps that are going off. And um, I, th I thought it was wild. I thought it was such a great, in great inclusion. And it's also kind of a training tool for those that do have sight in that you can use it as a way to be able to know, oh, that what hit me there? And you can identify that to a beep, right? And so you can kind of get that flow of a battle and that tempo of a battle up and kind of feel that pace in there. And I thought this was a great little inclusion that goes alongside the new control scheme they've offered for modern players just to give a little helping hand. Coupled with the fact that, say, I want to play my dad, he's got AI on his side. I can get him to dial in. He can dial in a combo because the AI will do all the work for him. So you can think, oh, do you know what? This game's great. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing that. I beat, I beat uh, Matt 2-0 in Street Fighter. He plays it all the time. But it's just the AI has just kicked my ass because it reads my inputs, right? Like, I, I, th I think that kind of thing was the things that I really took away from this. That, and as Phil said at the start of this show, Wheezy's absolutely dodgy. <laughs> dodgy cuts. I don't know what kind of things he was dropping, but they were like, oh, we can't say that. <laughs> Cut that out, Wheezy. If you beat me, if you beat me in the game, pull him back. Get out on him. You can't. Say that, we see. Cut that, cut that. Oh, my grills just fell out. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> Make a cut, hard cut. <laughs> oh, but that's my thoughts. What, what about yourself, Mr. Hoy? What, what are your kind of takeaways from this whole presentation? Well, guys, unfortunately, I'm going to be the outlier on this one. I think relatively posy vibes from you so far on this presentation, but for me, as a Street Fighter player, we played a lot of four back in the day. There wasn't much for me personally. I feel like this Street Fighter 6, they're very much trying to open the door for the casual. They're trying to entice people in by giving them all these different accessibility options. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. They're giving them all these kind of extra things to the game. You can go along, you can fight people in masks, you can design your character, you can fight fridges for F's sake within some of the uh, story parts of the, the game. Now, am I excited about that? For me personally, no. It's not something that I'm going to spend much time, if any, playing the game. I'm going to be there trying to learn my character and going through the motion of all the training and trying to enter tournaments, getting slapped, coming back, learning with my friends and trying to get better and better and better. And that's the loop and that's what I enjoy within the, the Street Fighter games. Now, everything else that they talked about is it's beautiful. 
It looks amazing, and I'm sure it'll bring a lot more scrubs into the game, so that's great for me. As a seasoned player of Street Fighter, it's going to be great. Yeah, you turn on that AI. Yes, you turn on that assist. Boom. Brilliant for me. It's going to feel great when we're at tournament. But what they announced the other day within this showcase, yeah, it's just opening the door for the casual. And, that, and that's brilliant. But for me personally, there wasn't much to get excited about. Do you know, I completely echo those thoughts. Everything I was saying in terms of it being a great thing, it's not for me, though. You know, exactly the same thing. I think if I had to rate this conference in terms of how I felt when I came out of it, I felt exactly the same going in as I came out. In that, yeah, it's fine. I, I appreciate the effort that's being put in. And Street Fighter isn't like Mortal Kombat. It doesn't appeal to the masses to anywhere near the same extent. You don't have the cool, like, just the the stupid over-the-top... The, the X-ray moves. Yeah, all that kind of stuff that goes a long way with casuals. Where they can moves. Where they can just fatality their mates and it's just fun, right? You don't have that kind of stuff in um, in Street Fighter like you do in like you do in MK. Plus, it doesn't have that same really good story. That's the first thing I do on a on a Mortal Kombat or Injustice game. Play through the goddamn story mode. I can't see that happening here with Street Fighter. I just really hope that all the efforts they've put into doing all these kind of silly mini games where you fight a bull or you have to do a certain amount of moves in a certain amount of time doesn't come at a detriment to the actual core gameplay and that's the fans of the game that's what the hardcore that's what the people that play the game they buy every season pass they buy every character they buy every costume because they want to compete at the higher higher levels within their regions that's what they're there for so as long as they're not depleting that area of the game Add all you want for the casual. That's brilliant. Bring more people into the ecosystem of Street Fire. I love all that. But for this showcase, it was all directed towards new people for Street Fire. There was nothing really there for players of the... And I'm not that hardcore. I just enjoy mano a mano, one-on-one, tournament-style fighting with Street Fighter. There wasn't much of that there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You boys have said it. I'm going to agree with you, Phil. By quoting Davey, I echo those thoughts. As much as I was like, yeah, the story's cool and all. And it is cool, and you can mix the movesets on your own avatar. It's not the same as having an actual story, really, that's based around the characters, rather than your own, create your own. I don't, I'm never really a fan of creating your own. It's not for me. Effort. It's, it's long, man. I'm just going to make it look like Cammy. Like, it's long. It's so long. But the only thing, right, they announced a demo. They did. They did. Which comes on April 26th for everyone else. But we're part of the PlayStation Nation, baby. We got it immediately following that showcase. I downloaded it, and I had two hours to kill before I came here today. That demo has the story, or it has 1v1 fight the AI. What do you think I did? Story. Fuck no. <laughs> Chuck it on the top. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't go near it. I just fought the AI. I... It starts off, gives you an AI level four. Smash that. Then I thought, turn it up again. So then you just keep beating it until you figure out where you're stuck. And that's what I enjoyed doing. So I learned Luke, because there's only two playable characters, and they're both the characters that Davey's going to play. It's outrageous. Luke and Ryu fuming. No Kami, no jury, no one else. That's so sad, but Luke's really cool. And then you just fight the AI up a level each time. And level seven at the moment is my cap, because I don't know any of Luke's combos. But... 
that's it. And it was really fun. And when I get home, I might do it again. Yeah, I mean, with the demo, am I going to play it? Yes. Yeah. Of course I am, right? Am I going to sweat hours and hours into it? No. No. It's going to be one of those things that I'll get in there, I'll mess around a little bit with the AI, but really I need a training mode. I need to just sit there in the lab for hours on end with Spotify booming or a podcast on and just cane my combos and get the feel for how I want to play my character. And I won't be able to get that from this. Is there two-player mano v mano? You and me. Versus. Local versus. The only issue is there's only those two characters. But yeah. And my caveat with this demo is, do you remember we went to EGX and we played this game way early days? Yeah. And you played two sets. And then it came up with, thanks for playing, and then quit you out the game. Demo does that. Oh, that's annoying. So oh, what I was no. doing is you can change the rounds from best of three to best of five. So I was doing that to just get more, more time in. I'm just doing that. But it's quick. Anyway, the game loads fast as hell. So mm. you just fly through it. But it is a bit annoying. And it defaults you to modern controls. Oh. So you have to manually switch that every time. But... Oh. Well, I want to bother. Now that no, is, is frustrating. It, it's yeah. really fun. And if we can play versus, it's your characters as well. I could just stand there and let you lab on me. You have two pads. You could lab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, does this demo appeal to you, Phil? Getting your blood boiling, getting you ready to get erect and get straight on into some Street Fighter 6. Grab your stick. <laughs> grab a different stick right? i mean i mean from my point of view as as you mentioned there's only the two characters and we have all this faff about logging in and logging out and updating controller settings and all that kind of jazz unfortunately like the draw isn't there for me right if it was a wider set of characters like we played at egx and i, I could play guile i could play a charge character i could play well i'm really excited to play manon manon seems to be the character i'm, I'm looking at a lot when i'm seeing online obviously i'm going to pl- start with blanca and then move up but to have that like little bit of variety within the demo would be nice the two characters i don't really have too much uh interest in playing but obviously i'll 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 play a few rounds with them to try and learn some of their moves but outside that yeah it doesn't excite me as much as uh maybe spencer's introduction uh kind of alluded to i think with this demo yeah and i suppose the the biggest piece of news for us the big kind of takeaway is the announcement of the first suite, the first roadmap for this game after launch. Of course, we've got a host of new characters coming out. So first up, coming in first, Rashid, straight from Street Fighter V, Rashid. coming back. He's a cool character as well. Awesome character. Love his design, seeing, seeing him come back and shoot some wind at people. Great times. We get the character that I'm most interested in at this, Aki. Aki looks sick. You know she's going to be a smoking hot baddie as well. So I can't wait to see the design on this. This character looks really unique, looks cool. It's only like a, just an image we've seen so far. But yeah, can't wait to see more of that. Ed just kind of was like, oh, it's Ed? I yeah, nice, don't know. Yeah. I'll have to see what he actually does. And then, of course, you've got fan favorite Akuma. Love Akuma. My first strike main. Die 1,000 deaths. Hell yeah. So that would be that would be good to see see him come back in. So... To, to know that we got this this range of support that's going to be lasting us for the first year. And of course, if there's anything like Street Fighter Five, we're going to be getting support out the wazoo as the years go on. So I can't wait to see where this roster grows and moves to. But has anyone got any thoughts on any of these characters? Anyone 
that you were excited by or anyone that you want to share any thoughts and opinions on? Mr. Hoy. I think it's pretty obvious that they were going to include Akuma. He's obviously one of the major characters that was left out the original roster. And to have him at the end of kind of the cycle of the first season is, is genius because everyone's going to buy it, regardless of the characters that they might or might not be excited on the run-up. Everyone's going to want to have Akuma or own Akuma. So take my money. It's just obvious, isn't it? It's just perfect marketing by Capcom just to say, Here's another extra bit of money you're going to have to pay us to play the big boy Akuma. Yeah, it is. I wonder if they haven't really spoken about if there's any way to be able to earn these characters. But I think with how much content they're putting in, um, I think it's definitely just going to be paid DLC. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it would go down the Street Fighter Five route of where you could earn it all with the fight money. With, with your fight money, yeah, I think I think they probably learned their lesson from that. Yeah, and it was just even though the thought that yeah I could earn this, people just bought them. Yeah, you will. They'll come out and you don't have to fight many. You're like, do I grind to get them or do I just buy them day one? You buy them day one. Yeah. Or you have the deluxe edition and you got it already. I also really like knowing what's coming up. Because I know... Because you, you boys play a lot of Smash Brothers. And I think they announced seasons, didn't they? Where they would announce them much closer to the date they were actually coming out. And it was kind of a bit, bit of a question mark over what characters were coming later that year. But for, for Street Fighter Six, you know, they're showing us. They're like, yeah, we're that confident that you're going to buy this because... You want these characters straight away. It is. It's a nice. It's a nice show of hand, and especially it does kind of take away from some of the drama that comes, like where people are like, oh, I've heard that oh, it's Sagat. It's rumors. Oh, yeah, I heard Ibuki's coming back. You Bison. Know? Yeah, Makoto. Joe Makoto's oh, going to be wish. in, and you kind of lose out on that. But then in the other way, I much prefer, like you said, just to be open and honest. Here's here's our hand. This is what we got for year one, and then people can then speculate on year two for all they want. You know, if you're that confident about your hand in cards, you just let them ride. You show them exactly what you got. And that's what Capcom are doing. They're li they're basically laying it out on the table and going, have some of that. This is what's coming. And I love that confidence. I really do. It yeah. does. It does show. It does show in everything they're doing to be able to show as many details as they have over the past like 18 months or so. And there's still be more in this package. It's going to be a great time when it launches. It's just balancing everything around it now, isn't it? Well, balancing yeah. our lives. I mean, the issue is, I mean, the big thing is Diablo, but I think, and but this is this is the best fighting game ever made. Stand by it now. The beta was the best fighting game ever made, and now the full game, which has Cami in it, <laughs> best fighting game ever made. Imagine I play on I hate her. Imagine. Okay, I I just think there's nothing they could do wrong. I think they've appealed to every market they possibly can. The roadmap's concrete, it's solid, it's good. Unless they do something, it's just a near-perfect game. Yeah, of course we'll have to wait until we, till we get our full hands on it. Uh, but if it's anything like the betas in our trials at EGX, they're on to a win here. Audience, did you watch these two presentations? Did you watch the Final Fantasy presentation and the Street Fighter presentation? If you did, what are your thoughts? Let us know. Write into the email pswetrust at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can reach out to us on any of our socials at in pswetrust. I am at ssjdavy. I am at Philip Hoy. So that's Philip with just the one L. Save your time writing it. <laughs> and I am at spenpi underscore. And that has been it for episode 66 of In PS We Trust, a PlayStation podcast. An absolute hoot of an episode. <laughs> 
Hoot. 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 It's been difficult not to swear. I've got to say, I've missed it. <laughs> I've missed it quite a lot. It sucks. It's been a fudging nightmare. It sucks. But we got through it. I think we've done well. Let's get the result on that. We've been t- keeping a tally to see our swear count. And our survey says, Phil, you had six Another swears. win for me. Six yeah. swears. Woohoo! You have I been won. A, a right Take that, boys. Night. Stick it oh. up your ass. Come on. <laughs> oh, he's been an absolute filthy potty mouth on this episode with six whole swears, which normally we would have dropped down within the first section of the show. Yeah. So we've done well. We've done yeah. well. I came in second with five. Spence, one. I know. What a turn. Wow. I know. What a turn. Usually I'm a right cunt. C-bomb. <laughs> as soon as it's off. C-bomb. See, if you if you saw those figures and you had to predict who was going to swear the most and who was going to swear the least, you would have switched that right round. It would have been me down the bottom, Spencer up the top. But I've been putting in some effort this episode and I've been letting out. I've been letting those swears out purely because I fucking love PlayStation. It's so hard not to swear when you're this passionate about this gaming console and the games that we're talking about. So I hope you enjoyed it. And to sign this episode off, if you have enjoyed it, audience, what you want to do is make sure to go on to Spotify, Apple, wherever you consume your podcast and hit that fucking like button and that follow button. <laughs> That's all you have to do, you little bellends, all right? <laughs> Just go on there, do that, say thank you very much. I've got to say, actually, all joking aside, thank you for the ratings. I really, really appreciate it. We all do. It's seeing our ratings go up on Spotify and seeing us maintain that five-star, five-star, baby is great so thank you ever so much for doing that it's a small little thing but it is really nice to see that growing yeah if we is. can hit 25 oh that would maybe that would make me fully erect and you all want to see that it's glorious absolutely glorious my wife hasn't seen it for 10 years <laughs> but that has been it for episode 66 thank you ever so much for listening i appreciate each and every single one of you i have been davy i've been phil and i've been spencer Take care, guys. Peace. In PS We Trust is hosted by Davey, Phil, and Spencer. You can write into the show via our email, pswetrust at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at inpswetrust. To find each of us online, follow our Twitters at ssjdavey, at philiphoy, at spenpie underscore. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. See ya.